93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Wednesday, February 10th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, authorities are investigating after a man allegedly armed with a sword was shot and killed by police in Montgomery County on Tuesday night. It happened around 7.30 along East 8th Street and Long Alley in Pennsburg. Upper Perk Police Department officers were called after a concerned family member stated a relative left the home with a sword in a state of agitation. Police say the man threatened the officer with the sword and would not follow commands to drop it. That's when the officer opened fire. The officer tried to render aid, but the man died at the scene. According to investigators, the man has not been identified at this time. It was apparently like a pretty big Big damn sword. sword. I know. Former President Donald Trump was unhappy with the impeachment lawyer Bruce Castor's opening argument on the Senate floor Tuesday. Castor, who is representing Trump alongside attorney David Schoen, delivered a meandering argument during the first day of the Senate impeachment trial, including praise for the House impeachment managers for a presentation that he said was well done. Trump was almost screaming as Castor struggled to get at the heart of the defense, uh, the defense team's argument, which is, is supposed to be over the constitutionality of holding a trial for a president no longer in office. Given that the legal team was assembled a little over a week ago, it went as expected, a source told CNN. Still, Trump allies were flabbergasted when the attorneys switched speaking slots at the last minute. Uh, Castor's decursive presentation featured lengthy praise of the Senate, including his home uh, state Pennsylvania senator, Republican Pat Toomey, and Democrat Bob Casey, while arguing that the Senate should not be holding the trial. He warned that a second impeachment trial in 13 months would open the floodgates to future impeachments, even making the unfounded rhetorical suggestion that former Obama administration Attorney General Eric Holder could be impeached. The Senate ultimately voted 56 to 44 that the impeachment trial is constitutional. An advisor to Trump's team offered a candid assessment of the messy opening day, asking pointedly, what the hell is going on? The advisor said the former president could be in serious jeopardy if he finds himself charged in criminal court, given his inability to attract a high-powered legal team for the impeachment trial. Trump is effed. If anyone ever charges him, no one wants to work with him, the advisor said. Schoen was supposed to uh, present first when he eventually took the floor. He charged that Democrats were using impeachment as a political blood sport to try to keep Trump from running from office again, accusing them of trying uh, to disenfranchise pro-Trump voters. Though the former president was displeased with his defense team's early performance, his staff remained confident that he was headed for acquittal and it would not change the outcome of the trial. Aunt Jemima is making her last batch of pancakes. Quaker Oats said Tuesday that it's Aunt Jemima brand pancake mix and syrup will be renamed Pearl Milling Company. Aunt Jemima products will continue to be sold until uh, June when the packaging will officially change over. Quaker Oats, a division of the Pepsi Company, announced last June that they would retire the brand, saying the character's origins are based on racial stereotype. Quaker Oats said that the Aunt Jemima brand uh, bought the Aunt Jemima brand in 1925 and had updated the logo over the years in an effort to remove the negative stereotypes. But in the cultural reckoning that followed last summer's Black Lives Matter protest, Quaker decided to change the name altogether. Other brands like Uncle Ben's Rice followed. Quaker said Pearl Milling Company was founded in 1888 in St. Joseph, Missouri, and was the originator of self-rising pancake mix. While the brand will be new to store shelves, the boxes and bottles of syrup will still have the familiar red packaging of Aunt Jemima. Uh, Quaker said it sought input from customers, employees, and external cultural experts as it developed the new brand name. Quaker said it is also donating a million dollars to groups that empower black Black women and girls as part of the Pearl Milling Company rollout. Aunt Jemima is my go-to 
uh, pancake batter mix. Yeah. yeah. I, get, I get the complete, so you don't have to add the uh, the oil and the uh, oh. uh, the egg. Is there a, Just because it's easier. And, you know, I mean, pancakes, look. They're pancakes, pancakes are pancakes. You know what I mean? Wait, so what is it? You just add water? You just add water? Okay. Yeah, standard, three right? Quarter, one, one cup of mix, three quarters cup of water. Not okay. what we had last week. Last no, week no, we... you had to, you made the you brought in the yeah. the um uh, the batter where you had to mix in the egg and the oil and egg oil milk and and whatnot. What but, about uh, buckwheat pancakes? They're they're a different mix, right? They have they, no they have, they're made from a different base from what I right, right. Yeah, buckwheat pancakes are a little bit different, but uh, I get those at at restaurants from time to time. I think uh, what's the one down the shore? Piggy. Uh, oh, down the shore. Yeah, uh, Uncle Bill's. Uncle Bill's. Yes, I, I like the buckwheat. They, too. I think they use buckwheat pancakes. Okay. I'm not 100 <laughs> sure on that. Sorry, I don't mean <laughs> talking out of turn. Now you know there's gonna be lines. Bills has all types of pancakes, yeah. hence the uh, the name Pancake, pancake House. House. Yeah, yeah. so they, they whatever oh. type of pancake you desire, they got it. They got it. They got it, got it there. Uh, so yeah, so this uh, Pearl Milling Company um, will roll out uh, after I guess or, or in the summertime. They said the other uh, Aunt Jemima's will still be on the shelf until June. Uh, I guess when they sell that out, and then they'll switch it over. Cool. In sports this morning. Sacks are yummy. The Sixers began their four-game road trip with a win last night in Sacramento against the Kings. Joel Embiid had 25 points and 17 rebounds to lead the team to a 119-111 win. Tobias Harris and Seth Curry each added 22 points as the Sixers used a 10-0 run to take control of the game in the fourth and win for the sixth time in seven games. The road trip continues with a game in Portland tomorrow night against the Trailblazers. Tip-off will be at 10 o'clock. Last night's Capitals-Flyers game was postponed due to COVID-19 issues. The Flyers are now the fifth NHL team on pause. The Buffalo Sabres, Colorado Avalanche, Minnesota Wild, and New Jersey Devils all had games postponed this week due to a cluster of COVID cases. Last week, the NHL enhanced its in-arena safety protocols, including enforcing more social distancing in locker rooms and removing glass behind benches for increased air circulation. Because of uh, this week's games against the Devils uh, were postponed. The Flyers are now off until Sunday when they're scheduled to play the New York Rangers in Manhattan. The Kansas City Chiefs placed outside linebackers coach Britt Reed on administrative leave following last week's three-car accident that left a five-year-old girl in critical condition. The 35-year-old son of Chiefs head coach Andy Reed acknowledged to police he was driving the vehicle that collided with two other cars, including the one with the five-year-old inside. Mm-hmm. The police report said the driver of the vehicle suffered non-life-threatening injuries and was being investigated for possible impairment. And that's what I have for you this morning. Hey, you want to hear about uh, pancakes around the world? Yeah, please. Mick found a uh, <laughs> page that explains what they're called around the world. So in Eastern Europe, it's a, a blini, oh. uh, which is a buckwheat variety, uh, particularly popular in Russia. I thought so. Uh, a crepe breton is uh, popular in uh, Lower Brittany and France, or it's a savory pancake known as blude et du. <laughs> From Lower Brittany. That's too much work to say that. Uh, a Calatez is a buckwheat pancake in what is Breton cuisine? B R E T O N. I think I think it's similar to Brittany. Like um, okay, uh, leave Brittany alone. Yeah, yeah. please leave yeah. Brittany alone for a moment. <laughs> a region in France. Uh, and then you have the uh, Mamille Buchim Buchim Gay, which is a variety. Listen to this variety of Korean pancake with buckwheat flour and cabbage. Ooh. <laughs> Sounds horrible. <laughs> uh, and then there is a Canadian pancake called a ployer, 
uh, which is popular in New Brunswick. So there you go. I do like that buckwheat stuff, though, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, for the standard go-to would be uh, Aunt Jemima now. What's the new name? Uh, uh, Pearl Milling Company. Pearl Milling Company. So, by the way, it says here uh, that a buckwheat pancake is pancake made with buckwheat flour. Buckwheat flour. Yeah. There, you there go. we go. When I was in Barcelona, they put cod in their pancakes. Cod? Yes. No, 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 no. Yeah. So was it... Considered like a savory pancake, I guess. I don't know. It would, it would I, have I didn't to know. be. They, There's they no put, way you could have that as a regular. Right. You know what though? Like along um, uh, the Las Ramblas, there was like a lot of um, I don't like like n- not so nice restaurants. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how, so, how you say not so? How nice. do you say crappy? <laughs> <laughs> like, the like I was gonna say like like cheesy restaurants. You know what I mean? They yeah, weren't yeah, yeah. like like super nice. Like it was sort of just like thrown out there. So that was where we saw it. So I don't know if it's like a traditional, uh, you know, cuisine right, I know. It might have been all they had in the kitchen. Yeah. 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 What they were just grabbing. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, though, I did enjoy, like, if you go to a traditional crepe place, like a real, yeah. a they, will have, they will have a sweet and savory yes. menu on, yeah. on both sides. Yep. I love that. Yep, me too. All right, so maybe it's breakfast time for you. Whip something up while you're getting ready to go for the day. We have a few things that we are set to roll out on this Wednesday morning. And since it is a Wednesday, we'll do some TV time on Fox Good Day. That's around 7.55. We also have a secret text word. We have a chance to win a Blu-ray combo pack of the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland. Ooh, I watched it. With Gerard yeah. Butler, yeah. I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was very good. Uh, yeah. Marina Bacarin, who yeah. I love, is in it, and uh, Scott Glenn as well. So text the word secret to 39333, and we'll see if you win a little bit later on this morning. Uh, we also have a guest, Dr. Avi Loeb, who is Harvard's top astronomer, promoting his new book called Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth. He believes that aliens did try to contact us in 2017. So I'll be interesting to see how he supports that theory. And I've not read anything about it, so I want to hear it straight from the guy. I actually saw him twice I've, on some new show, and then it was on um, uh, History Channel being interviewed. And he's he's not like uh, he's not wearing tinfoil on his head. Yeah, he, he's, he's a he's a learned man. So it's it's an interesting theory he has. I'm curious too. Like I said, I haven't yeah. read anything about it. I mean, I doubt that they like you know landed or anything. They like did. That. They were they were in green spandex outfits. Oh, okay. And they had like a champagne like a, glasses <laughs> on their heads. <laughs> Very much like they yeah. would have been depicted in, in the, the 50s, early forties yeah. and fifties and so on in film. Yeah, uh, that's odd. The envoys were bleep and blorp, but maybe maybe they've they've sent signals or something like that. I don't know. That's we'll, really what it is. We'll find out from yeah. the guy later on this morning around nine thirty or so. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. I have a gigantic stack of entertainment stories that I can't wait to share with you, and we'll give something away with a stupid question too. We will be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24-karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, for the correct answer to the stupid question, we're going to give away a code for a free rental for the new comedy Barb and Star. Go to Vista Del Mar, and uh, it's from the gals that brought you Bridesmaids. So the question, and by the way, we're doing this for Black History Month. Our good friend uh, Craig Leon's giving me these awesome trivia questions. 
uh, to ask, and I will do this one. I like this. Chuck Cooper, Nat Sweetwater Clifton, and Earl Lloyd were the first black players in what professional sports league? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR, the number call with the answer. Chuck Cooper, Nat Sweetwater Clifton, and Earl Lloyd were the first black players in what professional sports league? Let's see if you know the answer. Call right now. I'm going to go through birthdays. A lot of them today on Wednesday, uh, February 10th, while we're waiting for your answer. Uh, we'll begin with Laura Dern. Ding, dirty, dern, ding, ding, <laughs> dirty, dern. Yeah, that's her doorbell. <laughs> ding, dirty, dern, ding, ding, dirty, dern. Push Someone's, it again. Close the door. Ding, dirty, dern, ding, ding, dirty, dern. God, somebody answer the door. The dogs are going crazy. Ding, dirty, dern, ding, ding, dirty, dern. Uh, we were just talking about Jurassic Park yesterday with uh, Sam Neill and... Um, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Jeff Goldblum, and of course she was in that first film. Yeah, she was in... Was she in... She was in the. She wasn't in the, in the second one. one. No, she was in the third. In the one. third one, yeah. Uh, and then uh, she's going to be in the next one with Sam Neill and Jeff Goldblum. The yeah. original cast is coming back for Jurassic World Dominion. Actually, um, Nick, she is actually in the second one. At when the end, they, they, well, they he calls her on yeah, a sad you're right. phone. Okay. Yeah. Oh yes. But and throughout the, the years, and... uh, a lot of a lot of movies. Uh, Blue Velvet, Wild at Heart, uh, Big Little Lies. She was actually she's been nominated a few times. If I recall, yeah, she's for, a solid actress. Yeah, she's uh, fifty four today and Star daughter Wars, of Bruce right? Dern and Diane Land. What's that, man? Star Wars too. Last Jedi. Uh, she was in Last Jedi. God, I don't remember. They've there's ding so dirty ding 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 dirty ding. Uh, singer Roberta Flack. Couple flag, of flag, 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 flag. Big songs for her. Uh, <laughs> Killing me softly with his song. A, listen, that is a great song. Um, oh yeah. Uh, the Lyric first time ever I saw your face. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so she is 84 years old today. Wow. Mm. Uh, Greg Norman, uh, the great white shark. I is saw his great white shark. 66. <laughs> yeah, there was a picture of him on the beach with his shirt off. And number one at 66, he's in phenomenal shape. He but is. you can see his pants are wet. Yeah. And he's dude got a monster, yeah. Is yeah. hung like a tyrannosaurus. Well, I think it was Paige Sporanic who said uh, it's more like the hammerhead. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, good on you, Greg Norman. 66 years ago. I guess it makes up for that time he tanked in the uh, the Masters. <laughs> right, six-stroke lead. He's, well, he's got a 12-inch you penis. So about I guess, this? You know, yeah. nah. nah, not really. Take a look at this. Yeah. <laughs> look at that. You look can at actually that. weigh that on a meat scale. <laughs> he's going home with a trophy, guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he put it up on his Instagram yeah. account, you know? Like... He's, he's showing off, right? Actually, you know what? His pants aren't even wet. I'm looking at the picture right now. It's just he's just got a big schlong. Yeah. All right. Happy birthday. He Greg. can have. You know how Dagwood used to have stack sandwiches. That's how he can have sex. Greg Norman, sixty six today. Uh, Mark Spitz uh, won seven gold medals in the 1972 Munich Olympics. They're just talking about him. Yeah. Uh, and about uh, hair and body hair, and he had the mustache. He had a little bit of chest hair, and he yeah. was he he did all the things that are now antithetical. To swimming, to that yep. sport. Uh, and at that time, nobody had done what he did as far as dominating the sport goes. He's 71. Uh, George Stephanopoulos, ABC's uh, This Week's uh, this week's Sunday Morning News show, is 60 today, so a big birthday for him. You know, it's wild when you see him actually standing next to his co-stars because he has Strahan, Michael Strahan, who's super tall, and then he has Robin Roberts, who used to play basketball. And it looks like a bring your child to work day. He's itty bitty. Yeah, he's yeah. he's a tiny guy. I saw him in person one time, and he is he's short. Yep. Uh, what so do you mean by that? Sixty today. Uh, Robert Wagner. Oh, yeah, Mr. Hart from Heart to Heart. Obviously, was a big hit for him. This is my boss. My boss, Jonathan Hart, a self-made millionaire. He's quite a guy. Check out his wife. 
This is Mrs. H. Jesus oh, Christ. She's gorgeous. <laughs> I spent all my day rubbing it out. It's unbelievably hot. I get cold. I get cold in and he berates me because I'm not doing my job. But I'm like, hey, your wife is so hot, I got to keep rubbing him out. Uh, are we recording? And, and the question is, why does anybody, why don't they fire me? Uh, because he's... I've overtly said I'm pleasuring myself to his wife. And he's been in loads of stuff throughout the years. Uh, Towering Inferno, Austin Powers movies, a big resurgence for him. Resurgence. He, he was on a show that I used to love called It Takes a Thief, where he was a uh, an international thief that the government hired to get, like, documents out of, you know, uh, uh, made-up countries. Was there a show called, was it Switch or? Switch, uh, yes. It was something, Steve, I remember they had, a, at the beginning of it, they had a coin spinning around. I, uh, who the hell knows? He was ah, in hell. Yeah, hell. Yeah. And Natalie Wood was his wife, right? Yes. Uh, they broke up and they got back together again, and then they were married when she died. Yeah. He's 91 today. Elizabeth Banks. Awesome. She's great. Love her. Yeah. She's she is um beautiful and talented and does drama and comedy both expertly. Uh tons of movies throughout the years. Uh Sea Biscuit, uh Spider Man, uh she was in uh Forty Year Old Virgin. Yep, yep. And just loads and loads of great movies. She yeah. directed that most recent version of Charlie's Angels. Which, okay. Yeah, that's right. It was I okay. didn't even watch was it. it. Okay? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, and she was saying like, oh, people wouldn't accept it. No, no, no. It's just I think we're sick of this story. Right. It's been done a lot. It seemed like not that long ago, right. too. So, yeah, maybe not quite the time. I just watched her in a movie. It's an older movie, but sometimes these movies show up on Netflix. And you're like, well, I never heard of this one. It's her and uh, Gladiator. What's that guy's name? Uh, Russell, Russell Crowe. Crow. Russell Crowe. And she plays uh, his wife, and she gets... Uh, uh, Convicted of murder, and I then saw that one. He, okay. Hey. Is he sitting in the courtroom in his full gladiator outfit? No, no, no. no, no. Uh, he left that at home in the closet. <laughs> he couldn't get it through the metal detector. <laughs> Are you not amused? <laughs> Elizabeth Banks is forty-seven today. Emma Roberts, uh, a an important birthday for her today as well. She is thirty years old. Did she pop yet? She's supposed. She's don't know. Uh, I. You don't remember, Steve. Yeah. Um, but happy birthday to her. She's 30. Chloe Grace Moretz is 24 years old. Obviously, Kick-Ass is where we were kind of introduced to her. I just watched a pretty cool movie that takes place during World War II where she is on board. She's like an Agent Carter uh, on board this, um, uh, what do you call it, a bomb? bomber. Okay. And so she's aboard, like like a Memphis Bell type thing. Oh. Is it called Shadow in the Clouds? Steve? Yes. Yeah, and okay. uh, but you really you begin to realize, Preston, that there's an actual gremlin, like a creature, oh, really? outside. Oh, cool! Which is pretty cool. I yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. All right, happy twenty fourth, and then the last birthday on my list, Lenny Dykstra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had him here in the studio. We, we did. did, and you know what? We did. I didn't know what we were going to get. What kind of Lenny we were going to get. He was pretty engaging. It was great. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the conversation. He's got a lot of stories. He does. And he's, he's not afraid to tell them. Last yeah, was, one was him yeah. uh, going through a dumpster looking for his denture. Yeah. <laughs> his jam. High price uh, jam. Yeah, he's uh, 58 today. Happy birthday, Lenny. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Uh, Chuck Cooper, Nat Sweetwater, Clifton, and Earl Lloyd were the first black players in what professional sports league? 215-263-WMMR is the number, and we will go to Owen and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Owen, how you doing, buddy? Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Ed, to you. All right, they were the first players, first black players in what professional sports league? Basketball. Uh, the NBA would be the technical answer, but we'll go with basketball. Hang on a second, Owen. 
We are going to give you a code for a free rental of a new comedy. Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar from the gals who brought you Bridesmaids, co-stars and co-writers, Kristen Wiig and Annie Mamolo. Lifelong friends Barb and Star embark on an adventure of a lifetime when they decide to leave their small Midwestern town for the first time ever. Barb and Star uh, debuts in your home this Friday from Lionsgate. I have a lot of stuff to get to. Let's, Let's go. dive right into it. Army Hammer. Has been abandoned by his agency, WME, uh, WME has dropped out of several high-profile projects in the wake of an abuse and cannibalism scandal. Uh, was thought briefly to be suspected of murder at one point. Army Hammer was suspected of a uh, committing a murder? Well, for a moment. So uh-huh. page six reports that Hammer is not, in fact, a serious suspect in California's Wonder Valley death investigation. Hikers discovered human remains in the desert, and social media went wild uh, after an Instagram account called uh, Du Moy uh, shared a post claiming that he was a suspect. Uh, the House of Effie account, which first shared allegations of his alleged abuse and desire to eat and barbecue women, uh, wrote, Holy S, I know what's going to come out. It's bad, really bad. Like, I'm shaking and feel like I'm going to throw up bad, and wow. I'm with my whole family. What he and his friends have done is worse than anything that I have posted. Is justice will be served. So uh, it's weird. I don't know how he would be connected to that story if it's just hearsay or I, not. I think it's just very tacitly. Uh, obviously, as you said, he's not considered a serious element right. of this whole thing. A quick question. Uh, how much, um, how closely is he tied to the Arm & Hammer fortune to he's, the he's the grandson of the founders so, so he's got to be worth yeah, a lot i don't think he has to work i don't think he has to work so i, I mean normally i'd be like I, I, look, if his career gets shot down and it turns out he has been physically abusive and all that stuff then obviously he, that that deserves to happen it's just wild to watch this stuff to, stuff you know start to come in and i'm like where's that from so right yeah. right now there's yeah. it's still this sort of vague amorphous kind of thing that's going on with him uh, yeah, agreed. And and if he's into this freaky stuff, hey, all right, okay, as long as nobody's getting hurt and it's consensual, exactly. that's fine. Exactly. Um, but if somebody is is claiming yeah. that this was, then, then, you know, legal options need to be taken to prove that stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, you so. can't, it can't be tried in the court of public opinion. Exactly, exactly. All right, so the Princess of Pop has finally spoken out following the February 5th debut of controversial FX documentary Framing Britney Spears. This is now in the court of public opinion, but yep. there is real court, uh, legal court stuff going on as well. Well, while not directly ad- addressing the matters raised in the film, which include her conservatorship by her father and the Free Britney campaign, uh, the troubled singer took to Twitter late Tuesday evening and shared a video of her performing her hit song Toxic on stage. Uh, wrote, can't believe this performance of Toxic is from three years ago. I'll always love being on stage, but I am taking the time to learn and be a normal person. I love simply enjoying the basics of everyday life, she wrote. I didn't know she was performing as as recent as three years ago. She had a, a, a Vegas um, residency. Yeah. Yeah. Residency, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I remember because I've been following her on Instagram for the longest time. And uh, while she was doing the uh, that residency, she was enjoying her kids you know, over to the house. And they're doing all sorts of things. I don't know why I'm fascinated by this, but I am. In what is perhaps an oblique uh, reference to her current circumstances, she added, uh, each person has their story and their take on people's stories. We have so many different bright, beautiful lives. Remember, 
No matter what we think we know about a person's life, it is nothing compared to the actual person living behind the lens. So we don't know really what that means. Kind of a vague reference. Uh, there's, there's, cl- it's clear that there's something that's not quite being done for her that probably should be done. Um, you know, and 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 I think just about everyone says that. Uh, they uh, her current boyfriend apparently has a very contentious relationship with her father, who's a okay. conservator. Yeah, he said yeah. he was a dick, right? He said he was a dick, yeah. yeah. Uh, in November of last year, the superstar lost a bid to remove her father from her conservatorship. He now remains in control as co-conservator with financial company uh, Bessemer Trust, though the judge did not rule out future petitions for his removal or suspension. Okay, so I'm confused. She has a boyfriend? And yeah. this boyfriend comes over to her house. Yeah, is she under house arrest? Is, is she? No, allowed? no, no. Okay, I don't think I don't. That's yeah. it. That's the whole thing. I, I don't quite understand the parameters of what exactly. Um, Me either. Because she's dealing with. It seems like people think that she's being held right. prisoner in her home. I don't know if that's the case or not. I don't think you can do that, right? If uh, if you're going to lock someone up, you'd have to be under house arrest. A, which she's not. Yeah. A, B. If someone was that bad and that bad of shape, you'd probably have them in a hospital. I would think so. Right. And and the boyfriend's not under, you know, no. a gag or maybe he is under a gag order. Who knows? But uh, and then what about so, her sister, seen, right? Or about that. Jamie Lynn Spears, right? Yeah. yeah. She's uh, kind of quiet. Like, where is she's she? Actually, yeah, she actually has been. A little while ago, she was talking up about this. But I forget which side she was coming down on. I know she... She loves her sister. Brittany has refused to perform while she remains under her, the conservatorship. Meanwhile, her ex-husband, Kevin Federline, approves of Jody Montgomery, the singer's care manager and person of choice for the conservatorship, according to his lawyer. Uh, his lawyer said he thinks Jody Montgomery has done an admirable job and has no other position to state with regard to the conservatorship. Uh, by the way, Federline has 70% custody of his and Spears's sons, while uh, Brittany has the other 30%. So I don't know how they worked that oh, out. Wow. Paris Hilton testified about abuse. She says she suffered years ago at a boarding school in Utah as she lobbied Monday for a bill seeking to regulate the state's troubled teen industry. Uh, she was sent to Provo Canyon School for 11 months at age 17 when she says she was abused mentally and physically, recalling that staff members would beat her, force her to take unknown pills, watch her shower, and send her to solitary confinement without clothes as punishment. Uh, she spoke about the abuse in the documentary titled This is Paris that was released this last fall. She testified at a state Senate committee hearing at the Utah Capitol in favor of the bill that require more government oversight of youth residential treatment centers and require them to document when they use restraints. The measure passed unanimously following emotional testimony from Paris and several other survivors. Uh, talking about something so personal, she said, was and is still terrifying, uh, but I cannot go to sleep at night knowing that there are children that are experiencing the same abuse that I and so many others went through, and neither should you. Uh, she said she has suffered nightmares and insomnia for years because of this. The Provo Institution is now under new ownership, and the administration says that it can't comment on anything that came before the change, including Hilton's time there. A statement on the school's website said the previous owners sold the school in 2000, so it's so, been owned by someone else for a long time. All right. So, and is the suggestion that this sort of stuff is still currently going on? Not necessarily there. She's just saying in general there need to be there needs right. to be more uh, tabs on what's going on at places like this. I right. guess this place specifically and other places like this. That's why she's uh, testifying. Since the documentary was released, yeah, other celebrities have spoken out about their experiences at that school or others like it, including Michael Jackson's daughter, Paris Jackson, and tattoo artist Kat Von D. Uh, during her testimony, Hilton called on President Joe Biden and leaders of Congress to take action 
and said that she intends to pursue federal legislation. So she's serious about it. Uh, Pedro Pascal. Uh, the Mandalorian, yes, and loads of other things. The Wonder Woman, uh, nineteen. Oh, yeah. Let's overlook that thing. <laughs> he was also in Game of Thrones and, and yeah. the second Narcos. Uh, Kingsman movie, Narcos. Yeah, he's a great actor. And Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't watch it. Uh, he has sent his support to his sister Lux after she came out as a trans woman. Uh, the actor shared a photo of his sibling, who was previously known as Lucas. On the cover of the new issue of Yaw Magazine, Yaw, <laughs> in which she opened up about her transition for the first time on his Instagram account, along with a touching caption. He wrote in Spanish, Mi hermana, mi corazón, uh, nuestra lux, which okay. translates to my sister, my heart, our lux. Wow, I miscalled that. I thought it was, where's the library? <laughs> that no, is uh, biblioteca. Biblioteca. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Donde es uh, biblioteca? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't taken Spanish since I was in seventh grade. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, in the publication, Lux hailed her 45-year-old brother uh, as an important part of her transition. Uh, she said, he is also an artist and has served as a guide for me. Um, he was one of the first people to give me the tools that started shaping my identity. For everyone in my family, transition has been something very natural, almost something they expected to happen. Uh, after coming out to Pedro, she recalled, uh, he asked her how she felt. And when she said she was happy, the Game of Thrones actor replied, perfect. This is incredible. So good nice. for them. I like the name choice. Uh, Lux, Lux is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, the family of Alex Trebek, this is cool as well, has donated a significant portion of his wardrobe to a charity as a way to honor his legacy. It's very cool because yeah. he got, you know, like new suits all the time. Yep. They're provided to him. They gave the clothing to the Doe Fund, an organization that provides uh, paid work, housing, vocational training, continued education, and comprehensive social services to underserved Americans with histories of addiction, homelessness, and incarceration. Very nice. Um, Mike Richards, the uh, show's executive producer, said during his last day on set, Alex extolled the virtues of everyone opening up their hands and their hearts to those who are suffering and donating his wardrobe to those who are working to rebuild their lives is the perfect way to begin to honor that last request of his. Uh, his son, Matthew, has been a supporter of the Doe Fund and came up with the idea to donate the pieces to the organization. And all the family donated four suits, 58 dress shirts, 300 neckties, 25 polo shirts, 14 sweaters, nine sports coats, nine pairs of dress shoes, 15 belts, two parkas, and three pairs of dress slacks. I think you'd have to have some sort of imagery of Homer Simpson just to... I mean, if the play, thing is called doe, right? Oh, yeah. D O E, yeah, yeah. Oh. D O E, as in a female deer. Oh, right. you know, uh, doe. Uh, doe fund participants will use the items in their reentry program uh, for a job. Doe. By the way, there they go. Kellyanne Conway's daughter Claudia Conway will audition for American Idol. Uh, Conway, the 16-year-old daughter of Kellyanne Conway, a former advisor to Donald Trump, and George Conway, an attorney and founding member of the Lincoln Project, will audition. During the show's season, uh, show's season 19 premiere, ABC confirmed the news and teased Conway's uh, addition to a, uh, in a video on Monday. The teaser shows Conway taking the American Idol stage where she introduces herself as the daughter of high-profile political figures. So what are they... Uh, um, so it was the last season where they were doing all the stuff from home. Well, it started normal. Did it? Okay, yeah, it started I normal. How they started it, all and right. then they had to obviously pivot. Like I think um, when they had gotten to Hawaii, Hawaii. Oh, like that's that, right. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of where they they'll um, 
that's where they uh, figure out who the top ten are going to be. Uh, they send, I guess, like 25 or so contestants to the Disney Resort in Hawaii. They all perform there. And so that was normal. And then after that is when, you know, everything. All hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. So I think right now it seems that they have some shows back on set. I they could If they did Dancing with the Stars the way they did it, they could yeah. do this. It kind of like, you know, and they may do, and it was fine. But it, I, I feel like it really sucked the energy out of uh, the show. Yeah. American Idol season 19 premieres Sunday at 8 o'clock. Uh, Katy Perry, Luke Bryan, Lionel Richie, the judges. Katy was on uh, Good Morning America and said the new season is all about love. It is all about love. Mm-hmm. But the show from its beginning has been about love. It just, that's it. It exudes love. Yeah. Uh, this is great. Fans question the legitimacy of a bra- Bob Ross-style painting done by Kim Kardashian's daughter, Northwest, who is seven, by the way. Yeah, my what? son was laughing about this yesterday. I didn't see the picture. It's, listen, and I, Nick's son did a Bob Ross-style painting, and Nick, he, he did it all by himself. He did. I guess he was coached by your girlfriend, but he did do it all by himself. This one, however... This kid's seven, by the way. This kid's right? seven. I don't remember how old Benjamin was when oh, he did it. Not seven. <laughs> oh, shut up. So, Preston... Yeah, it's laughable how how uh, this how is, good it, it is how good it is now now the daughter of the know. of the art teacher yeah. is swearing that and she has a picture of her at seven supposedly uh, <laughs> doing something very similar that her her mother's art technique. All right, maybe. I it, mean, there are talented it, people. There are it talented It looks kids. too damn good. Um, you, you would have to. She would have had to have been coached yeah, on like crazy for a while, which is great because that's, um, I mean, they're taking art classes so that you learn techniques when you take art class. But that's pretty, well, that looks like a Bob Ross Preston, it, one of the most telling things is that l- the level of detail, including the reflection in the pond and the lake. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, take a look at the picture. Take Take a look at what, I mean. Come on! Yeah, the reflection is like perfect. Well, I don't it's a know. Seven-year-old did that. If you watch yeah. Bob, there are little techniques you use with the brush to, yeah. to pull those colors down. So it was the reflection that I saw. I go, well, that sucked. I didn't think the reflections were really uh, a- that accurate. And where's the reflection of the mountain? <laughs> you know, this Come kid on, sucks. But, well, anyway, uh, so this uh, is our art creek. <laughs> but Kim's sucks. Kim's BFF uh, Tracy Romulus. Uh, oh, I know from the planet. Whose daughter, Ryan, is also besties with Nora, says that the kids take an art class together where they're given pro tips. Uh, she said on Instagram story, both girls are in art class together and learning oil painting techniques from an instructor. They spend weeks at a time on a single painting and are incredibly proud of themselves once they complete a project. Tracy also said that the doubters are missing out. They said it's people like you who keep uh, children from dreaming big or reaching their fullest potential. So I don't know. Maybe nah, she shut did. up. Nah, shut the hell up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Shut up, woman. (laughs) Uh, All right. If you're expecting to come for Halle Berry, you'd better expect a brutally honest response. On Sunday, the actress shared shared a quote to Instagram that read, women don't owe you S. And while many fans showed lots of support for the post, some commenters were less than friendly. Uh, Berry, who is currently dating musician Van Hunt, has been <laughs> divorced. Th- I know Van Hunt has been divorced. I mean, it just led to Michael, right? Uh, has been divorced three times after marrying David Justice, Eric Benet, and Olivier Martinez. One troll took a shot at her personal life and wrote, "Says the woman who can't keep a man." And Barry had no problem replying, "Who says I want to keep the wrong man? Cause I don't." 
Mm-hmm. But the comments didn't stop there. She replied to another one with Grace saying, who, who said I wanted to keep them? I'm all about living your best life. Uh, you made a wrong move. Your course, you course correct and respin and start again. So, uh, but you know what? Those those big You're taking it like one day at a time. Those giant statements that some people post. I know uh, are just like you know. Well, you know, she does this uh, the video podcast where she uh, she gets hammered with her like her bestie, and they sit there on a couch and have wine and talk about things. Oh, and I have a feeling that a lot of these comments come out of that stuff. But you know, it says women don't owe you s when. When people either speak for an entire yeah. gender right. or yeah. an entire nation or yes. something like that, right. I'm always like, dude, you don't, you, you don't, don't, you don't speak for me. You yeah. barely yeah. speak for yourself. I, I don't yeah. agree with that at all. And you added, we the people in there. Yeah. I, uh, no, no, shut I, up, not me. So stop it. <laughs> but it, over you, here you yeah. with your stalkers <laughs> and your bad marriages, <laughs> you dingbat. <laughs> <laughs> I have a hair change oh, oh. story that I... That's a cool sound effect. <laughs> After splitting from her fiancé, Dale Moss, Bachelorette alum Claire Crawley, is ready for love and a new pink hairdo. Oh, yeah. That's right. I yep. saw it. Yeah, I've not seen it. Uh, it's uh, it's not over the top. It's not crazy hot. It's pink. light. She okay. says she wanted to show that she could do something crazy. Okay, as we observed, everything she's done shows she can do something crazy. Oh, you're right. It's it's a nice pink. It's yeah. a, it's like an ombre. Yeah, yeah. Okay, she didn't go. I was thinking like shocking, shocking. like Katy Perry when no. she had uh, super pink hair. Anyway, uh, getting the tattoo of Florida on her forehead. <laughs> that, did you see yeah, that yeah. guy? I did. <laughs> He's got a tattoo of the state right on his forehead. Ridiculous. All righty, buddy. Uh, Source tells us uh, she sees her time spent with Dale as something of her past and is ready to move forward. It helped me learn about myself. So she has uh, pink hair now. Okay. The ombre is good. I kind of prefer the Ganon, bro. What's the Ganon? (laughs) Come on. Come on. Ganon, bro. (laughs) Keep going. Do it. Finish it. I'm not finishing Come on. it. It's good yeah. bro. Uh, yeah. I like the up dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here's the uh, tattoo of the Florida, by the way. That looks good. Oh, oh, man, what is oh, going on? I know. We have a monitor yeah. that's normally in front of us. It doesn't work, and I can't see the photos when they come up. Uh, but, yes, that's just brilliant. All right. One last story. Uh, Tom Holland was discussing Spider-Man 3 with Esquire, and apparently his quote puts uh, well, maybe some uh, seriousness behind this fact. He said, no m- meaning other people appearing in Spider-Man, uh, the next movie, and specifically he means Andrew Garfield and Peter Parker. He said, no, no, they will not be appearing in this film unless they have hidden the most massive piece of information from me, which I think is too big of a secret for them to keep from me. But <laughs> as of yet, no. It'll be the continuation of Spider-Man movie, the Spider-Man movies that we've been making. So, because there have been rumors that Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, Peter Parker will, will, will or, uh, right. show up as Peter Parker. Right, and that's keying off the fact that the Flash movie is going to be a multiverse movie, mm-hmm. and the rumor is you're going to have Michael Keaton as Batman. Right. You're going to have possibly Christian Bale as Batman, yeah. and, uh, and and Ben Affleck, you know, the whole collective. And so. Doctor it, Strange is multiverse. Doctor and, Strange is a multiverse It'd be line. cool. I mean, they showed in the animated film, uh, the Spider-Verse, yeah. that you can do that type of thing if it's done properly. So, 
It would be cool, but he says it's not going to happen uh, in the follow-up to Spider-Man Far From Home. And by the way, is this the title of it, Spider-Man 3, This Time With No Dancing? Is that what it's titled? I, oh, I think that's just a pun based on the other Spider-Man 3 where there was that terrible dancing scene oh. with Tobey Maguire. Uh, oh, right. He's, he's, da- he's, he's, walk, like he's walking the, down the, the street. Oh, he's doing yeah. kind of like yeah. a jazz, jazz dance and he's right. got the slicked hair and whatever. It's just, yeah, I think it was terrible. making okay. fun of that. Yeah. Tongue in cheek. Right. Yeah. Um, so, all right, two things. The fact that he uh, has been uh, kept in the dark about things in the past because he has loose lips. He, then, yeah, I thought exactly the same thing. Oh, really? Twice, yeah. twice he has spilled major plot points during interviews. Yeah. Right? And so maybe it's something they are keeping from him. I don't know. Secondly, in this Flash movie, how would you freak out if Adam West was in it? I, I absolutely would, but yeah. it's because he's dead. Yeah. Yeah. But... I, but, but if they had him in CGI? there, some, CGI yeah. and, and all that. Yeah. Uh, like they no, did I in... <laughs> you defiled his corpse! Like they did in, uh, in uh, it might have been Rogue One. Remember they brought back... Carrie uh, Fisher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Listen, I, I would love to see it. If they bring in all these, um, you know, all these people and, and in, this, uh, in this realm, that'd be cool. Actually, they did a, a multiverse thing on, you know, all the, the uh, CW DC shows. Yeah. I mean, they had Burt Ward as, you know, Robin, and they had all this stuff going on. They brought in a lot of people. It is cool. You can't help it. You geek out. Yep. All right, we're ready for clips. Let's get to them. In the map of Tiny Perfect Things, two teens live the same day repeatedly, allowing them to create a map of all the perfect things that occur in that day. And here's star Catherine Newton talks about special audition direct auditions that directors use to see how actors match up. They are called chemistry reads. Here we go. They're so unfair because you're like nervous because it's an audition. You want to do a good job with the character that you completely forget that you're actually just acting in a scene. So, but we, we had a great chemistry read. I don't give a f- uh, so what is this movie? The map of the tiny perfect things uh, available for streaming on Amazon Prime this Friday. She's going to be in the next uh, Ant Man and uh, Wasp film. Uh, it says here she's working on that. I so can't wait to see. She'll uh, play Cassie. Oh, the, the, the daughter, uh, the adult daughter. Yeah, oh. who's did, in adult films? Did they, no, no, no. <laughs> uh, they're not taking the same actress. Uh, I, I, I don't think she might so. not be the right age by now. But they did use that same girl in. Um, Endgame. Endgame, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, I believe they did. They let that her grow was, up. What a great scene. Oh, my God. That's oh, one of the most emotional scenes. cried. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's available for streaming on Amazon Prime this Friday. All right, next clip. Here we go. Tough as Nails is a reality competition series which places competitors at real-life job sites in order to complete challenges and test their toughness. In this clip, host Phil Keegan explains the idea behind the Badge of Honor contestants receive for winning challenges. Here we go. The Badge of Honor was inspired by the stickers that union workers wear on their hard hats when they do a job. For those people who are at 9-11 who are part of the cleanup, they proudly wear that sticker as a Badge of Honor on their helmet to say, I was on that job. In that union working world, that is a, it's a very prestigious thing. Tough as Nails, season two, premieres tonight, 8 o'clock. That is on CBS. And that's all I have for you. We got to take a break. We got stuff going on this morning. Fox, good day. Yep, we'll go on there. We have a secret text word, a chance for you to win uh, the movie Greenland on uh, Blu-ray combo pack, by the way. Text word secret 39333. Guests and stuff to tell you about that when we get back. Stay put. WMMR, polluting more than just the airwaves. 
hear us at WMMR.com, on our mobile app, smart speakers, and radio.com. Uh, noticed a few things that oh! I thought we were sharing this morning, and uh, yep, it's time for my alter ego. Tour. He notices things so you don't have to. Yeah. Down a dark alleyway, across an empty field, in a moderately priced apartment. <laughs> I the I, I this this made my day yesterday. I was going to put this in the bizarre file, but I you know maybe I'm sure you've seen it by now. But it was it was all over social media, and now even these guys are popping up on news shows. But a lawyer that was appearing before a judge at a virtual court case was on screen. As a cat, <laughs> after not realizing that there was a filter switched on, uh, this guy Ron uh, Rod Ponton uh, entered the Zoom call, which is held in Texas, and apparently Rod's child had used the computer before him and left a cat filter That's on. Awesome. It's it was my favorite thing in the past week, easily. <laughs> it's it's so funny, and, and like initially oh. when you see these things, you're like, okay, was this orchestrated? His the way he sounds. He sounds so flummoxed as he's trying to deal with this that I'm like, this is legit. And Steve, how he's trying to still sound so professional. Right, he's like, but uh, he's like, I, uh, yes, I judge, <laughs> uh, we, but we can't get it off right now. My assistant is uh, trying to help me. And yeah. I'm like, and the great part is, there's one part where clearly it's it's the 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 uh, the filters tracking his eyes, and and he looks down at something, and the cat looks down. Yeah, and not yeah. only that, the cat looks down. And you see like huge whites of the yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah. It looks comical. Yeah, I never I, I I never thought this was faked. I mean, because you got a legit judge there. And you, he's, you and, do. and the lawyer's like, uh, but we can proceed. I am ready to proceed. <laughs> right? The judge is like, we're not proceeding with you as a cat. And uh, on, on Twitter, the judge, Judge Ferguson, offered an important warning to anyone else appearing in virtual court because sometimes that's what's happening right you now. You have to do it, yeah. If your child uses your computer before you join a yeah. virtual hearing, check the Zoom video <laughs> options to be sure that filters are off. Well, this happened to me right in the beginning of quarantine. Uh, Jace knew how to do everything. He put backgrounds up. And then all of a sudden, one time, a picture of me, like this, like glam shot came up. So every time he would log on for school, if he was using my computer or like whatever he was doing, it was this giant picture of me. And he was with his teacher once and I'm trying to get it off. And he's yelling at me, get away. It's fine. And I'm like, get the picture of me off of your classroom, please. Mm-hmm. Hey, what's your mom's name? <laughs> Here's the audio from it. Even if you've seen it, this is still great. Ponton, I believe you have a filter turned on in the video settings. Uh, you might want to. Uh, uh, take, take we're trying look. to. We're tr- can you hear me, Judge? And meanwhile, the cat's <laughs> mouth is moving, going, Do you hear me, Judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, in the- it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's- and and the, he proclaims, hopefully this is it here. I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. I'm not a cat. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, and then the judge replies to it here. I can I can see that. <laughs> I love it. There have been a number it. of these yep. because it's it's part of the deal now. Oh, you know, is, it's the best. The I'm not a cat. That it happened <laughs> with a, a judge <laughs> in an official proceeding. I need some respect. I'm not a cat. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So yeah, just double check on your filters before you do your uh, your Zoom conferences. All right. Uh, let me see. I noticed something else this morning, and I'm curious what you guys think about this. 
Uh, but they're going to... Uh, Hollywood is planning a remake of The Wizard of Oz. I I enjoyed the... Um, the uh, James Franco yeah. version that yeah. they did, which I was did sort too. of a riff on it. Yeah. Uh, the Great and Powerful, was that the name of it? Oz the Great and Powerful. Yeah. Is that, I think uh, so, was yeah. that based on a different Baum book? I uh, think it was. Okay, and Emil Kunis was the witch. Right, yeah, yeah. and uh, it was, uh, and he was basically a um, a showman. He was almost like Mephisto in, right. in uh, the Spider-Man. He was using effects and things to create his, right. his magic. But I, I really enjoyed it. It was good. I agree. It was a prequel to uh, to the Wizard of Oz. Of yeah, there were several books that that Baum had written. Right, and they they tried to do follow ups after. Remember, there was one Feruza Balk. It was just wasn't very. good. It wasn't that good. No, 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 His that final one. book was called Baum Movement. And <laughs> it was, Bow movement. Yeah, Bow no, no. Movement. Uh, but uh, I thought, uh, listen, I love the world, and I yeah. love when they go a little bit. The original Wizard of Oz has so much that is dark. dark. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well. So speaking of prequels, uh, has anybody seen Wicked yet? I have not. The, the I, musical? Have not. I know people I, who love I it. had no idea how much I was going to love that show. I really wanted I to see that. Loved it. Um, I ended up. We saw it here in Philadelphia. The uh, oh, I always uh, the, the Wicked Witch, Elphaba, or whatever her name is. The one who played it here in Philadelphia ended up being the one on Broadway for okay. a while. Her name was Jessica Voss. It was just so good. Is there, is there video available of that show? I is don't it, know. I, you know, I, I, I don't Did know Did they either. make it into a movie? No, or was no. that Into the Woods? Mm, that, that was Into the Woods. Okay. I, I don't think there was a, a wicked movie. Um, okay. I, I wish there was, to yeah. tell you the truth, because mm. it was... It was so good, and it was kind of like what Rogue One ended up doing for uh, Episode Four. It's a nice, Hope. nice framing. Uh huh. It framed and made for me, at least, uh, better. Wizard, Wizard of Oz, better. So Nicole Cassell, who will direct the New Line Cinema film, appeared well aware that she'll be dealing with a classic story that is beloved by millions. She said, uh, "While the 1939 musical is part of my DNA." I'm exhilarated and humbled by the responsibility of reimagining uh, such a legendary tale. I, as much as I do love the original, it is very dated. Yeah. It's still very magical in my mind, but I wouldn't mind seeing what they could do with it, with that story. Well, you know, nowadays. they just aired it on uh, during primetime, didn't oh, yeah. they? I believe they did. And uh, I'll tell you what. Uh, I, I know for a fact that there have been generations of kids who were scarred by the flying monkeys. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm curious what this will do for kids now because it, we we had a thing the other day where Kathy was trying to ask for <laughs> movies to show to Jay right. from our childhood right. and we we all had suggestions but I was while while keeping in mind okay what would he like that doesn't look too dated that, right. that would yeah. just be kind of a waste of time like the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I think he, for kids now, it's just like... And that was a big one for me. Like, I loved that. I loved when that yeah. came on TV. It was an event in my house. He's household. too old for that, though, right Well, now. and I... Not too old. I, I showed it to him when he was younger, yeah. and I think it is because it looks so dated. He just yeah. wasn't into it. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys end up doing Ghostbusters ever? Oh, yeah. He he asked for Ghostbusters a long time ago, and I was not okay with it uh-huh. because there was, like, cursing and stuff. He was too young. I did eventually let him watch it. And then I let him watch the other one with the, the women. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a lot of cursing and yeah, like, yeah. so I was like, oh, we should have waited <laughs> on this just, one. Uh, I'll tell know. you what, that that movie. Just on a side note, if you ever get a chance to catch that movie uh, in 3D, I think the the, the female version is okay. Yeah. It's not bad, but they do a cool thing because it's it's letterboxed, but the effects in 3D jump outside the parameters of the letterbox. No yes, that's pretty, which cool. makes it seem a lot more real. It's yeah. very cool. Uh, so apparently, this version will not be a musical. 
Uh, Billboard reported that New Line is calling it a fresh take and a reimagining of the funky show. fresh take. Uh-huh. Um, I. Uh, I think that's fine if they if they can you know bring it and and and, and yeah. do it right. Some of these stories are uh, are t- it's not going to sully the original Wizard of Oz. So Casey, no. apparently there is a Wicked movie in the works. And, oh really? Uh, Wicked. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but uh, according to IMDb, the release date is this year. It's uh, Christmas twenty twenty one. Is it going to be a theatrical or is it going to be uh, videotaped? All I know uh, is what I'm on seeing Broadway. on the screen, it, okay. and so there's a IMDb for Wicked that's going to be released this year. But um, Nick, I don't know much more about it. They don't have a cast uh, on no. this. No, okay, interesting. So I guess it's been in the works for a while, and maybe they're targeting it for this year. But uh, you know, with production and everything, the way the things have been for the last year, who knows? We're going to have to. We're, we're talking about a variety of things right now, but we are going to have to talk about that list of movies that yeah. we suggested for Jace because it was one of the longest tech cha- text <laughs> chains. I've ever seen from our group here. Yeah. Everybody kept uh, going in and and giving suggestions. Except uh, for me, because to watch. the movies I saw as a kid <laughs> would not, yeah. be, would not be what you would want to show Jace. I just want to go back to uh, Wicked, uh, by the way, because there's a, a song called Defying Gravity, and that song, it kind of builds to a crescendo, and that, I think, you know, I love Jersey Boys, and I felt so great watching Jersey Boys, but when Defying Gravity came and finished at its crescendo, it was like, for me, like one of the most magical, you know, live theater experiences I had ever experienced. And I just was like filled with like, I don't even know. Like rage? all these, uh, no, oh. not rage. No, just all these How amazing positive emotions. <laughs> like, I can't believe what I'm, what I'm witnessing right now is actually happening live. Like, you know. Why it looks cool. so real or. It, it, real. And there, there were just things that were, that were going on with the, with the witch at the time. And, and the, the song is the beautiful. And I don't know, Press, I know that you have seen a few shows. I don't know if you yeah. have an experience like that watching, uh, a, a live musical performance like that. Uh, where you go. I mean, I've gotten teared up and emotional at, at live shows, but I've never seen like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. No, I would yeah. like to experience And that. it's kind of, I think it's the, the last song in the first act and you're like, and you know, and they're, we will take a break in 15. I'm like, I yeah. can't. <laughs> That looks like a real door! Casey, when we went to see your daughter in Frozen, yes. and Elsa magically turned into the Snow Queen, okay. it was a pretty neat effect for a bunch of kids. I saw that three times. The first time, I was like, wait a second, what What just happened? She was in a totally different outfit, <laughs> yeah. and she changed right in front of my eyes. The next night, I was like, okay, I'm waiting for <laughs> I'm it. I'm watching. I missed it. On the second night, I was like, I still didn't, how did they do that? And then the third <laughs> night, I was. I finally, I was like, Oh, I saw it. I saw it. And this is like kids' thing. How'd they do it? Yeah. Um, basically, they just, you know, tore the dress off, okay. you know? But they they were flashing over with all these lights and just distract you, and yeah. distracted yeah, exactly. you and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but it was cool. I was all like, right. this is a kids' theater? It's a kids' theater? <laughs> all right, so uh, a new Wizard of Oz. I have no idea when it might come out, though, but they are going to work on one. Uh, I also noticed this other story here that I thought was kind of interesting and you guys might like to hear. Uh, Jamaica's running out of weed. Yes, I I saw this. Yeah, that's... The world is in a sad state. Jamaica's starting to run out of pot. Uh, Tristan Thompson 
is the chief opportunity explorer for Chakaya, a consulting and brokerage firm for the country's emerging legal cannabis industry. Isn't that Khloe Kardashian's ex? Uh, yes, yeah. it is the same name. Yeah. Uh, and he calls the shortage a cultural embarrassment. <laughs> if you've ever been, well, we I've been to Jamaica a number of times, and if you ever go, I remember going to... Uh, couples in a grill. My wife and I, I was just out swimming and then passed. There was a line that you wouldn't swim out past on the other side of that rope yep. where like five guys in boats, separate boats, selling weed. Yep. They couldn't technically go on the resort. Yeah. Same thing when we yeah, did yeah. the show from there. Yeah. Yeah. They were in these little kayaks just on the other side of the swimming barrier. Is that know? a mystery trip? <clears throat> yeah, um, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. And uh, they would ask you, you want some of the earth, man? Yeah. <laughs> meaning the earth, right. meaning weed. Yeah. Uh, we bought it at the airport, dude. At the airport. At the airport? My from neighbor. the pilot. Before <laughs> we left the property on the bus, we bought oh, weed. Uh, so yeah, but remember we were at a, like a stoplight and somebody jumped on the bus. So, Kathy, yeah. And was we like were... talking to different people on the bus and selling He's, it. No, he sat next to me. I bought it. <laughs> my, neighbor, my neighbor told me, he goes, dude, they're going to offer it to you at the airport. He goes, no matter what. Do not buy it at the airport. Why? I don't know. Don't but remember. he was warning me. He was warning me. Okay. So, dude walks up to all of us standing outside the bus. He goes, yo, man, who's the party man? And everybody looks at me, <laughs> this guy right here. And he's like, yo, do you want... And I said, no, I do. No, 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 no. I do, yes. No, I do not. So, we didn't. I didn't. Oh. And then we got on the bus, and the bus drove away, stopped at a light, doors not- open. He walks on with a trash bag full of it. I remember. Uh, did you buy it? Yeah! I bought it for everybody. Wait, and what I also remember about that, too, is everyone who was there on that trip trying to finish it before you before oh, you yeah. left. Trying smoke to smoke it, it off. Mm-hmm. We did. We did a good job. There was one guy that was on the trip who brought it with him. I'm like, you're bringing pot to Jamaica, you freaking idiot? (laughs) It's like bringing a date to the chicken ranch. (laughs) Right, right, exactly. Uh, So he said it's a cultural embarrassment. The issue has been caused by heavy rains, followed by an extended drought, an increase in local consumption, and a drop in the number of marijuana farmers. In 2015, the country authorized a regulated medical marijuana industry and decriminalized small amounts of weed. I mean, before that, it wasn't technically legal. No. They just kind of turned the other way. Because, because so much of it was part of the culture, too. And and the Rasta, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, the following that, that path, uh, yeah. part of the smoking weed brought you closer to Ja, from what I yeah. understand. Uh, so, uh, apparently those caught with two ounces or, or less are supposed to pay a small fine and face no arrest or criminal record. In addition, Rastafarians are legally, as I said here, yeah, allowed to smoke ganja for sacramental purposes, but they're running low on weed. Nick just found the video of our mystery trip. Oh my God. Wait, that's to the Caribbean, it says. Yeah, but well, that is Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. Trip. yeah, it's Cheap Caribbean. Caribbean. It was May of, of 2008. It's 13 years ago. It's where is... we waxed Chuck. Yeah, where everybody waxed Chuck tonight. <laughs> yep, we waxed his back. Uh, we did all kinds of stuff. We shot people with BB guns. That was. Uh... We got in trouble with the people whose rooms we were right outside of. Oh, yeah. No, that was. That was I want to say that was Tulum. Oh, was it? Yes, that was oh, when was we hung okay. Joe up and we did mm-hmm. a uh, human pinata. Uh, human pinata. pinata. Yeah. And <laughs> people we made all kinds of noise. Boy, we yeah, they didn't like. They us hated very our much. guts. But yeah. this one, I think, we were in a different uh, time zone, and me and Kathy and Nick, I think, oh, we didn't oh realize. Yeah. Right. We showed up. 
I don't even know early. what time no, we got. Oh, like an hour early. We <laughs> were at the at the broadcast on, at like three we, o'clock. We the reason why it happened to all three of us was because we called downstairs for a wake up call. Okay. And they called us at that time, and we I remember asking them because we ended up talking to employees, and they assume that you want it on your time. Oh, so really? It was, it was our time that they were waking us up. That's why we were there early. And the oh, three God. of us were like, yeah. what the hell? Why would you make that assumption? I'm looking at Jamaican Elvis. Remember, I booked uh, Jamaican Elvis. They're like, yeah, you want Jamaican Elvis. We thought it was going to be like a Rastafarian. No, it was Elvis. <laughs> it was an Elvis impersonator <laughs> who just happened to live in Jamaica. He was yeah. like a white guy from Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> We had a Jamaican jerk off. I forget. Yeah, um, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah with the uh, yeah. jerk sauce. Yeah, right. Uh, God, we used to have so much fun. fun. We did. Oh. We used to have so much fun, didn't we? Listen, I would love to do something like this again, but uh, we'll, we'll get there someday. Different yeah, time. <laughs> and we just showed there was a video of our intern Rob chin strap dancing. Oh my god, that was so much fun. All right, anyhow, they're running out of weed in Jamaica, so keep that in mind if you're planning your trip there. Uh, let me see what else. Unrelated completely, but something else that I did notice this morning. Uh, There is one way to literally smear your ex's name without actually causing any harm to them. The Humane Society uh, in Maine, the Waterville area, will write your ex's name on a small piece of paper and place it in one of their uh, litter boxes and let their cats crap on them. Ah, You see these these things pop up every Uh, year. uh, Yes, yeah, yeah. You can name your exes after cockroaches or... Uh, stuff they'll feed to animals. The Humane like Society that. picks up some extra money. It's a good thing to oh, do. Is it like a, a Valentine's-related thing? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. Getting so back you, at your ex. So you put your ex's name in the uh, the litter box, and then they, they, they have them crap, <sighs> crap on them. So. You know, one thing we've always wanted to do and never got to do, it's always been in this vein, but for some reason, something always came up that stopped us was the screw over your ex. Yes. Yeah. We tried to do it. We wanted a to have times. A, a helicopter... Yeah. Fly over your ex's house while you have sex with someone else <laughs> hovering above their home. Yeah. We do know some helicopter pilots, right? We have known many, and they seem to keep going away. But it, we tried to do it in a plane one time, and there was all kinds of legal things. And we got, like, right wow, up to legal. the edge of doing it, and then legal. You know, we have legal departments said, Ugh. no, you can't do that. Damn it. But we did want to do that. Damn By the, the way, speaking, speaking of Valentine's Day, well, I mean... Okay. Uh, I was, you don't have to do yeah. the notice or thing, but we can do it. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, February, this February has been like no florist has ever experienced before, apparently. Really? I didn't already touch on this yet, did I? No. no. Another time. Uh, because you have not only Valentine's Day coming up, but you have the pandemic as well. Yeah. And they have been forced to turn away families seeking funeral flowers oh. because of the Valentine's Day demand, because there has been an uptick in in people passing and uh and funeral wow. uh flower arrangements but also now we've got uh Valentine's Day coming <laughs> up so the demand is through the roof so they're they're picking uh yeah that rather than deny you love, being yes. able to send something to your girlfriend it's your dearly departed that's not going to get any flowers that's stupid uh but it's also been tough for people uh to tell people how much funeral flowers cost as due to a lack of supplies, prices for funeral wreaths have jumped up uh, somewhere around $85 to more than $120 just in a few weeks. The Society of American Florists is the biggest trade group representing the U.S. floral industry and says most of the flowers sold in the U.S., I didn't know this, are imported from Ecuador and Mexico. Yeah. Uh, and the surge of orders in recent months, many of them online, has strained the supply chain. 
leading to a lack of space on planes and trucks to deliver enough flowers on time. Casey, did you get a chance to reach out to your florist friend in L.A.? Not yet, not yet. I'm really interested to hear some of his stories. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I noticed something as I was ordering flowers for my wife the other day online. A double notice. I, 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 Whoa, yeah, I double noticed. Notice. Double notice. Double notice. Wow. Notice. He noticed it twice. A notice within a notice. I never picked up on this, but when you order a flower arrangement... And it arrives, and a lot of times I order from my wife, so they come yeah. right to the house, and I see exactly what they look like. And I'm like, that doesn't look exactly like the picture that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I had ordered a specific uh, arrangement, and this isn't it. I mean, it's nice, but it's not exactly the same. But I didn't realize, while while looking on this website the other day, that there's a box you need that you can check that says... Um, do not replace with a suitable replacement, essentially, is what oh, it says. Oh, really? Because of demands. Now, it also said, if you want exactly the picture, then it may take a couple of extra days because of demand issues. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'd never noticed that before. You guys ever seen that? Uh, I have no. not seen that. Yeah. I usually get it pretty much what I order. Well, I like doing my own. So I'll go, you know, to like a wholesaler or, you know, even sometimes, you know, some of the grocery stores have decent uh, yes, flowers. Yes, just grab it right there. I'll, and I'll get, a, you know, uh, loose flowers and kind of put it together myself. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you, want, if you want one delivered... Uh, that that That's I did. Interesting. I didn't see that before. That that says essentially, you know, listen, especially if it's around the holidays yeah. and a lot of people are ordering at the same time, they may not have the uh, the materials, all, all the flowers there to specifically be that exact arrangement that you saw the picture of, and they may do a suitable replacement. They'll try to get it as close to it as possible. I've, I've seen a box that says if they are out of the flowers that you've ordered, you can use a used funerary display. Ah, so, okay, a used yeah. one. Mel, we return. miss you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> who's so Mel? I, I just picked up on that uh, on that yesterday. So maybe if you if you've had that happen, that so that might keep, be keep your eye out for that. Yeah, if you yeah. if you're very specific about what you've picked out. Yeah. Which uh, I've never been upset about the fact. Yeah. I'm like, it's still there's, what still, is this? there's still great flowers, but I was like, oh, it didn't come with the little pine cone thing I saw or whatever. You know I what I mean? I do love flowers now, and I can't have any in my house because my cats knock over every oh. single piece that I have. I've tried to get okay. like the lower uh, floral arrangements. They dig through it. They try to get to the water. They bite the flowers. You learn how to elevate them. You learn how to put shelves up high. Uh, this is what we've done. You learn never to get baby's breath because <laughs> That's what they, love. they love to I eat, ba- and it's it's not good for them. Uh, I can barely have like plants, like indoor yeah. plants, because they eat them. And every time I water them, it's like a it's like I have a, a, a smorgasbord for them. Like I'm like, what? It's just water and oh, dirt. Yeah. Why oh, yeah. do you need to get to it? Make set, if you can, you know. Obviously, if you can set up shelves high on the walls. Do that. That's the Steve, only way. Steve, I have way. this big like pedestal. Um, Not gonna I, work. Well, they obviously, can climb the pedestal. they've they've broken. I'd say about five vases <laughs> off of it. Wow, that's what cats do. Hey, I have a question about your sensitive uh, sense of smell. If you put uh, a lily, flowers? if you put a lily in there, I'm out downstairs in the lobby. They put floral arrangements. They're very pretty. They put lilies in them every time. It smells like a funeral home. And I do you have, take them out? Oh, if if I get a yeah, if I get a, a no, I mean flowers, in the lobby. No, no, I don't take them out of the lobby. They're not mine. But yes, hmm. if I get them, I won't even bring the lilies in my house. What huh. they do in the lobby though, that's very smart, is they put that floral bouquet right in front of the buttons for the elevator. Right? Come on, right? <laughs> They've got basically a room you could have chariot races in. Yes, and and they stick. The floral are, are right they hiding the buttons it? For the, I don't know. Kathy, I like lilies and uh, stargazer lilies. I think they smell really nice, so I, I can understand why they would uh, be a turnoff for you. But are they traditionally uh, funeral flowers? Flower, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so I've given the lilies as a present before. Oh, and that's nice. I, yeah, well, I didn't know. And uh, well, then I learned later uh, these are traditionally given to people who have died. And Nick, the Munsters, 
Really? That's yeah. really? Yeah. Is yeah. that yeah. what that's yeah. Yeah. Can, can it be mm. both, though? It doesn't solely it, represent yeah, they, death, right? Does a coffin have to be used for a body? Can you use it for storage? No, they'll go in other bouquets. Like, they'll, they'll be, people definitely use them, but it is traditionally used a, at, in funeral flowers. I think the lily represents the Holy Trinity, uh, and it is also uh, the, floor, the fleur de lis is a, uh, is a riff. Lily, 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 All right, so if you on, were... On the lily, and there's there are three branches in the fleur de lis, and that's supposed to represent oh. the Trinity, from what I understand. If you work at a crematorium, uh, yeah. I might as well ask. <laughs> <All Yeah. right. laughs> Could you use that for a pizza oven if you're... Oh, oh my, my God. God. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, the answer to the question is yes. Why would you? Yes. I don't know. Technically, yeah. sure. You can put I mean, anything you, you want put, there. Don't, you don't put it on the human ashes. You put it on Reynolds Wrap. Uh, my friend Jen, who is a crazy cat lady, just sent me a text saying that lilies kill cats. Okay. I don't know if oh, that's true that's or not, like but it. she says that. What's you got to watch out. Poinsettias are supposed yes. to kill No, animals, remember they came out and said, and then, no, then it's they fine. Don't. It's like, it, makes, yeah. it makes them stronger. It's like coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know? When uh, you say, uh, what's this from? Consider the lily. But that's a line from a movie. It is. I don't know. Consider the lily. I think um, I know what you're, and it, it's ringing a bell, but I'm not getting the answer you're looking for. Uh, Kathy, these are not the droids. Text, in, text in if you know the answer. Consider the lily. Kathy, what does the scent of hyacinth do for you? That's like the Easter flower, and I love that, and uh, that is wait. very, very pungent. It makes me nip. <laughs> Ooh, okay, nip. So what, I, I have to see a picture you're of nipping, it. You're nipping, dude. There you go, Kathy. It's kind of like a like bunch. <laughs> Yeah, there must be a hyacinth. Uh, what is this called? Hyacinth. A hyacinth in here. Labia. Steve's nips are rock hard, <laughs> like little diamonds. Case, I don't know. Diamonds on the soles of my nips. I don't know if I've ever had that in my That's house. The... It's not really looking familiar to me. It's right. an Easter flower. Okay. Do roses? No, uh, roses bungee? are fine. Okay. Roses. But it's are... not a pungent smell. Carnations. They're they they don't have much of a, a scent in them. No, and I was never a carnation fan. Okay. What about orchids? Uh, orchids are okay. They don't smell. What about lilies? Lilies. He said. I can't. I have to take them out. Every uh, floral arrangement I get. Nobody is texting in about consider the lily. <laughs> I know he's I he's right. Like... It's from something, but um... it's not from Heartbeeps. Whoever texted yeah. that in. <laughs> the Andy Kaufman film. Beeps. Uh, yeah. Wait, hey, Ber- hey, hey. Bernadette Peters says it. We got it. Here it is. Marissa is awesome. Consider the lily. <laughs> well, the birds then. What birds? Any birds? Why? Life it's of Brian from Monty Python. Oh, it was from Life of Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thanks, Marissa. <laughs> All right. I like that. We have to hang on to that. Mm. Consider the lily. On my Instagram feed yesterday, Kathy, there was a flower that blooms on a tree that when it blooms and it's in full bloom, it looks like a bird. Oh, wow. Uh, it looks like a like a little finch or something like that. Oh, okay. Really, really cool. I'll, I'll try and figure out what Send that was. I will. Consider the lily. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, you know what? We should take a break. That's all we have time to notice for now because we're going to go live on Fox Good Day in a little bit. And uh, we'll check in with those guys. We have a secret text word, by the way. Oh, you can wrap it up if you want, Mr. Announcer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There you go. Even step on you. Uh, we'll come back with those guys. And a secret text word, by the way, Blu-ray combo pack of the Rotten Tomatoes certified fresh pulse-pounding disaster thriller Greenland with Gerard Butler, Morena Baccarin, and Scott Glenn. Text word secret to 39333. By the way, real quick, we have a new Daily Rush video. What is it? It is uh, the virtual OBGYN. Oh. Kathy's friend has a tele- had a telemedicine OBGYN call and had to show everything on it. Watch it now at PrestonandSteve.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. We got the Bizarre File on the way and live on Fox Good Day. We'll be back in just a moment. You stay right there. 
WMMR.com. A great way to stay up to date on the latest rock news and station happenings. Listen live via your laptop, the free mobile app, or just tell your smart speaker to play MMR. From Preston and Steve's Daily Rush to Pierre's Weekend Calendar and the latest on Jackson's Local Shots. It's everything that rocks your computer. Head over to the contest page for the Vizzy Resolution Season Poll, where you can enter to win $250 and a mini vacation in Vermont just for answering one simple question. Pick up some Vizzy Hard Seltzer with antioxidant vitamin C at a retailer near you. WMMR.com. Everything that rocks. 93.3 WMMR. Timothy Rocks. We're going live on Fox. Good day. Here we go. Not that bad. Oh, a birthday. I haven't got anything. That's why I'm no longer with her. Well, many other reasons, too. There was a whole problem with the police and the prison sentence. Hey, what? President Steve. Hi. Hey. Please, Mike, okay, here's, expand here's on that story a little bit more. Yeah, right? No, I can't. Okay. Uh, under restrictions. I got you. Uh, let's go around the whole crew here. Preston, let's start with you. What is the worst Valentine's Day gift you've ever received? Wow. Um, ever received? Um, I Listen, I don't have a personal story, but I do know... I had a friend who got a carton of cigarettes from her uh, significant other one time. It's for you, sweetheart. <laughs> Trying to kill him. And, yeah. that, and that was Wasn't after. Wasn't that for after? That was after oh. he didn't get her anything and she complained about it and he ran to the store and got, got a her cigarette. Oh, cigarettes. Wow. oh my God. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Uh, for me, it was a smoke. it was a restraining order for me. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's not fun. But it was gift wrapped. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, it was nice, festive, and a little little box of Russell Stovers. Yeah, <laughs> the little one with like just four yeah. pieces in yeah. there. because okay. it was a restraining order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. All right, Kathy. I, you know what? I don't really have a a bad story, and I can't even think of like friends that have gotten anything terrible for Valentine's Day. It's really just about like a nice card and flowers, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kathy used to get Valentine's from her teachers. Yeah. Stop it. Stop. I hate when he does that. <laughs> <laughs> was one time. All right, Casey, boy. Uh, I got a carton of cigarettes one time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I used them, you know. Yes. So it was oh, it's, it's a gift you can use. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's the thing. With Nick, because we saw the amazing, um, for his birthday, what his girlfriend did, taking him to Paris and stuff. So that you got was, to really deliver. Very yeah. Yeah, that, was that was beautiful. That was great. Uh, Valentine's, I think I'm sort of along the lines with Preston, where it doesn't matter that much in, in our household. It's sort of a, a manufactured okay. holiday. So Valentine's, you know, uh, like Kathy, cards, you know, card flowers or whatever. But one year I actually did get, as it was a joke, but it was a, it was a present, the edible underwear. And uh, oh my god, that's a waste of a present because they, they, they're, like, they're basically fruit roll ups. They're fruit roll ups, yeah. yeah. And um, it just uh, don't bother. Yeah, they, it's a waste of time. Get something romantic like a uh, Popeil pocket fisherman. Yeah, <laughs> or Billy Bass. Steve. <laughs> Billy Bass. Well, it has a skill. It has a skill built right into it, Mike. Right, I got you. I think we missed Alex mentioning cigarettes or for afterwards. No, no, we caught that. Good point. By the way, you could say we'll put this to use later or something. I catch Alex's after dark show. The the (laughs) and and, and that's when you you got the the wardrobe is decidedly more seductive. That's right. You got to see it. It's a good show, but there's there's the the whole other side of Alex comes out. Oh my God! Well, you said what? It was I have a twin. A twin. (laughs) An evil twin. twin. Yes, a badass twin. twin. Exactly. Feed me. What what is it? (laughs) The feed. Oh, the feed. Feed me. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.
All right, we'll see you later. It's, Steve, you know, it's my friend, uh, Elisa, who's doing her uh, I know after, she's been doing it for a while, yeah. She, after Dark Wardrobe. She does her up. She looks like a... she, oh, she like does a wardrobe for, uh, yeah, for yeah. Alex? Yeah. Yeah, Alex looks hot, man. Yeah, she looks good. Yeah, without question. All right, we have to get a look at NJM Insurance Group traffic. Let's do that now. What's going on, Kath? So in Westville, Route 47, Delcy's Drive closed both north and southbound between Broadway and Route 130. That's because of a down traffic signal. 55 northbound heavy from Deptford to the 42 freeway. On the Schuylkill Expressway westbound, you're jammed University to the Vine and then from City to Gladwin eastbound side. The Blue Route into Gladwin, the Boulevard to Spring Garden, then from Broad Street uh, to 95. 95 southbound jams at Aramingo to Girard. The Vine westbound, that's heavy to Ben Franklin Parkway to the Schuylkill Expressway. Uh, and then on the Boulevard southbound, expect delays from 9th to Roberts. Uh, back to 95 for a second southbound in Delaware County between the Blue Route and the Commodore Barry Bridge. Uh, we have the off-ramp that's partially blocked with a crash, so there is a delay there as well. This traffic report brought to you by Wawa. Craving comfort food? Try Wawa's barbecue brisket. Enjoy brisket brisket on a brioche brioche (laughs) bun. Enjoy brisket on a brioche bun or in a bowl today. (laughs) Gotta have a Wawa. And that's your traffic. 93.3 WMMR. Steve's not like Caitlin ordering. uh, Gosh, that's some great brisket. (laughs) Brisket. It's so good. All right, let's do this. Here we go. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you this morning by Gwened. I said brisket. I said morning. Brought to you this uh, morning by Gwened Mercy University. Their graduate programs have proven professors who can help propel you to the next level. Visit them at gmercyu.edu. Man, this is a terrible story. A female polar bear was killed Monday at the Detroit Zoo by a male polar bear attempting to mate. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anana, who is 20 years old, was killed as Nuka, 16 years old, attempted to breed. God, I used to do it that good. uh, (laughs) The bears had lived together without incident since uh, just last year. Yeah, it can get very aggressive. It's not uncommon. Uh, they were reintroduced last week after several months apart. Uh, several months apart, and, uh, as part of the Association of Zoos and Aquariums Polar Bear Species Survival Plan. They say that things took a turn for the worst when the whippets came out. Oh, uh, no. According to a statement, this was completely unexpected, and the Detroit Zoo staff is devastated by the loss of Anana in this sudden and tragic event. I love polar bears. Nuka arrived to the zoo in 2011 and bred with other bears without showing harmful behavior. Anana arrived in early 2020, and the two were first introduced in March. Nuka had just, in late 2020, fathered twins through a female polar bear named Suka. Uh, Suka is in a private maternity den with one cub. The other one uh, required some additional care. But the last time any animal was killed by another at the zoo was 1988. So they haven't had an incident for a long time. And that incident was also involving uh, polar bears. Yeah, they have to keep the cubs away from the males as well because sometimes mm. the males will kill the cubs. Ow. Nature is brutal. I told you guys when I, I was driving that up. I was driving through the uh, Six Flags uh, Safari. I saw two bears banging. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. I can imagine. <laughs> yes. As you would imagine. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. As you can imagine. In New York, a correctional officer at the state prison in Cape Vincent allegedly found a makeshift weapon in an inmate's nostril. Oh. Uh, The officer noticed an item stuffed inside the inmate's nostril while searching for contraband, and the item turned out to be a piece of ceramic sharpened on one end and melted into a plastic cap. So it wasn't a pistol? No. Okay. Uh, It was like a shiv. 
Uh, so the inmate, serving an 18-year sentence for second-degree attempted murder, voluntarily removed the weapon and turned it over to the officer. Uh, the inmate was placed in special housing, awaiting disciplinary charges. I'm glad you brought this up, Preston, because it looks like you've been hiding uh, some sort of contraband in your right nostril for the past half hour or so. And you really? Anything no, to I'm me? saying it to you right now because it goes oh, in line with your story. All right, he handed me a tissue here. I'm trying yeah. to get it out. Is it gone? <laughs> gone. Gone. Right, thank you. It was in that area, like right in the front. Of the nostril. We can move on. Okay. Okay. Thank you. You mean like snot? (laughs) Yes. A booger. Uh, uh, The Royal Canadian Mounted Police in Dawson Creek, British Columbia, say a woman died of exposure early Sunday after failing to make it back to her house from her next-door neighbor's home. From her next-door neighbor? Yeah. Sergeant Damon Worrell said uh, police received a call about a woman. Uh, He said the officers found the woman dead outside her home. The two houses were not far apart either. Is there any sort of foul play? Mm -mm. He said, well, it said our investigation determined the female had been visiting a friend that night before and had been consuming alcohol. She departed the residence around 1 a.m. and unfortunately did not make it home. And they they don't know anything other than Passed out, maybe exposure? Well, yeah, according to weather records, temperatures dropped to uh, negative 40 early Sunday in uh, Dawson Creek. Uh, the region. They never showed that on the show. I know they didn't. It was always kind of warm there. Yeah, yeah. it's goddamn cold here. Uh, the region is under an extreme cold weather warning, with temperatures expected to sink as low as negative forty-five degrees. And that's Fahrenheit, by the way. That's uh, way... Da- Dawson's Creek. Yeah. Dawson Creek. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's out uh, standing yeah. in a boat in a, in a frozen <laughs> pond. That show is so pretentious. Oh, my God. Of course I watched it. The yeah. dialogue, yeah. please. <laughs> All right, let me see here. A Japanese submarine collided with a commercial ship as it attempted to surface off the country's Pacific coast on Monday. Three crew members from the submarine, submarine called Soryu uh, suffered minor injuries and pictures from the Japanese Coast Guard showed it sustained damage to its uh, fairwater planes, which are the wing-like structures on its conning tower. Yuri, is it me, or are we getting taller? Uh, the Soryu, this is uh, Japanese, by the way. Oh. Uh, commission in uh, 2009 is... Well, what was the boat? Uh, yeah, it's, 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 a, Jap- it's a Japanese submarine. Okay. It's called the Soryu, S-O-R-Y-U. Uh, it is, and the boat was, um, yeah, was that... Did I miss something? No, I thought it was Russian. Okay, anyhow. Yeah. It's the first cla- in the class of Japanese diesel electric powered submarines. It displaces about 3,000 tons. Jeez. And has Jeez. a crew of around 65. The defense minister said communications equipment on the sub was also damaged, although it was still able to operate. Uh, the commercial vessel, the Hong Kong carrier Ocean Artemis, reported no damage. Now, this comes almost exactly 20 years to the day. After a U.S. nuclear-powered attack submarine accidentally hit and sank a Japanese fish, fishing I vessel. I remember that. Killed, yeah. Killed nine people. I do remember that. Including four high school students near Honolulu. I uh, have been out in a boat in a 17-foot runabout when a nuclear sub surfaced about uh, 200 yards away from us. It will scare the living F out of you. 
Yeah, and which is weird, you know, with with all of the um, equipment that they have, you on would board, think, right? I guess some of those things are still kind of rudimentary. Yeah, uh, how about it, just you know raise the periscope? Yeah, take a look yeah. around, yeah. real quick. But uh, nonetheless, yeah, that happened uh, in two thousand one. Uh, this incident in Hawaii, and uh, yeah, nine people died from that. Do you guys know how often they have? And to That's breach? what I have in the bizarre file for you, uh, by the way. Sorry, no, it's do okay. you know how often they have to breach? Um, how long can they stay under? Right, they a can long stay under for time. longer than a month. Yeah. From what I understand, oh, wow. I mean they're okay. nuclear powered, so yeah. they can you know they can hold their breath for quite some. They time. can yeah, hold yeah, their yeah. breath for a long time. No, but they they can you know uh, generate oxygen, I guess, and and uh, all the air that they need to breathe. They can stay down for a long time. I mean, sometimes they open up the doors and let them go out and swim a little bit. But <laughs> uh, let's see here. It says submarines generally stock a ninety day supply of food, so they can spend three months underwater. Oh my god! The diesel powered submarines, though. Uh, had a limit of several days submerged, and that was it. But in a nuclear power, when you got everything you need uh, right there, and you can stay down for a <laughs> it's long amazing. time. It's yeah. amazing. Those things are just so so impressive. Yep. All right. And that I want one. Is what I have in the bizarre file. Well, it's, it's a ways off from Christmas, I know. but you know, All right. maybe. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. Don't forget a little bit later on the 9 o'clock hour, Dr. Avi Loeb will be joining us, uh, Harvard's top astronomer. And we're not just talking about, you know, the asteroids and things like that. He believes that extraterrestrials tried to contact the Earth in 2017. And it, it it's an interesting theory. So we'll uh, we'll talk to him. We have some other things to get to as well, so stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. In ShopPlay Win Monopoly at Acme, every ticket wins an offer, a prize, or tokens for sweepstakes. It's easy to play. There's no game board. Just scan your tickets from checkout in the ShopPlay Win app and see what you won. With over $230 million in prizes and money-saving offers, you could be a winner. No purchase necessary. See rules at ShopPlayWin.com. Hasbro is not a sponsor of this promotion. Acme, official supermarket of MMR's Preston and Steve show. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. You know what I hate? Disappointing my mom. You buy your mother roses, and a week later, they're dead and forgotten. What if you can get a long stem rose that would last forever? Go now to IHateStevenSinger.com and see my famous roses lavishly dipped in 24 karat pure gold in exclusive colors. The only rose guaranteed to last a lifetime. They start at $59. Order now and receive free shipping and have it arrive by Mother's Day. Only at IHateStevenSinger.com. with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So, uh, doubling back uh, to Super Bowl the other night, um, we had mentioned briefly that, um, you know, a guy ran out on the field, a quote-unquote streaker, even though he wasn't naked. He was kind of wearing one of those Borat suits. Yeah, it was yeah. like a one-piece baby right, suit yeah. or whatever, a, a pink leotard, if you will. So right. his name is uh, Yuri uh, Andrade, Andrade or Andrade, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyhow, so a um, couple of the things about it. Number one, he he was I think it was promoting uh, something when he ran out there. That's um, the word that there was something on the front of his Borat thong. Yeah, in fact, it was a it was a Russian. Hang on a second here. Um, I have the information here. But, but so anyhow, the the bigger subject was there was a rumor going around that the guy had said or, or a guy on. Sports bet expert shared a photo uh, that said yesterday's Super Bowl streaker bet fifty thousand dollars on a prop bet at seven hundred and fifty 
plus 750 that there would be a streaker at the Super Bowl. Cost him $500 to get out of jail, so he cleared $374,000 on the bill. I, I oh, saw wow. that as well. Do we have any verification of that? No, I don't, I don't think it's true. I, I think that he was out there promoting. Yeah, he, he had been promoting an X-rated site for Russian YouTuber Vitaly Zdorzvetsky, uh, who runs uh, Vitally Uncensored. So I think he was just promoting a a web thing, and I think somebody ran with this and made up this story. Now, it may be true. I don't know. You know, there was a guy, and I don't know if he was doing it and, and taking bets on whether he could do it, um, uh, you know, just get out in uh, in public arenas and on camera for Golden Palace for the longest time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 they did so that. So they would do that a lot. But, um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you stop and think about that, if you were, if, I, I don't know, 500 bucks seems... You know, you you jump on the field at a high security situation like the Super Bowl. Why do I not believe five hundred bucks get you out of that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it was a trespassing charge. That's okay. all he faced. So That's if, all he would, if he would have been naked, then there's all kinds of things that you face, right. okay. uh, right, right. especially if there are children in attendance right, and right, something right. like that. So they can hit you with a stiffer fine. So this this guy may have just gotten <laughs> a five hundred dollar five hundred bucks to get out of jail, but. He might have to face a, a a trial or something, or not a trial, but go before a judge, and and there might be stiffer. But he's not going to do time or anything. Like so that. earlier on in your life, if someone were to come to you with that proposal, like at the uh, you know the the uh, World Series or whatever, yeah, you know, if I, I I was you know adventurous with stuff like that, if someone yeah. said you could pick up that kind of money for a moment, you would entertain the notion Absolutely. On, on a bet. For, yeah. Wait for hundreds of thousands of dollars? Yeah, I'd yeah, do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'd do it in a heartbeat. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I what I was curious about to turn this into a larger conversation, if anybody were to jump in, what is what's the dumbest thing you've done for a bet? <laughs> for a bet? Oh, for a bet? Yeah. So, and this could be because so this guy supposedly placed a bet, I guess, through a legitimate, yeah, I don't know, through a bookie or whatever, and and had the odds and and all that. But but that so it's a more formal form of betting. But you know, as the old uh, dude, if, if you you know. You do this, I'll give you a hundred bucks, fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, yeah, whatever it is. I can't remember ever doing anything personal. Did you ever set up the scenario? Were you the kind of guy who'd say, "I'll give you a hundred bucks if you"? Um, I can't remember anything. I can't remember doing anything like that. But I know people do this. I yeah. know people absolutely will say, "I'll give you, you know, I'll give you fifty bucks if you go over I, and, and uh, you know pour a drink on that person or throw a drink in their face." Or whatever. There, there was a lunatic uh, that I went to school with. It was junior high into high school his name was paul he was the kind of guy who would take any bet like Mm -hmm. he would he i bet you won't and i remember one time it was our finals and it was in earth science and we were all sitting and you know we we sat in the back of the class and a guy said i I bet you 50 bucks you won't the teacher was standing in the doorway (laughs) out to the hallway just talking to other teachers and her her uh bag her briefcase was open up on the front desk and the test was, you know, that we were about to take was in there. Bet you 50 bucks you won't. And he, he got up, walked up, I mean, and we're all like, holy F, took the test out of her, wow. out of her thing. And, and I mean, without even thinking about it, no he kidding. was just wired that way. Yeah. And I mean, he would do stuff like that all the time. Yeah. This wasn't like a risky bet, but it was just like, it was just something funny. It was in my old house. We lived in the end of a row home and our neighbor, so there was a little driveway in between our house and then the next row of homes started. Okay. Uh, so we had them over for, uh, you know, a little party or whatever. And my brother and his friends were over and they're big into like placing bets on anything. Right. So uh, that, when, they're, that they're doing or just? 
They'll, they'll bet each other. Anything, going, okay. anything, anything, yeah. Steve, anything, all of the above. Right. So uh, my brother's friend says to my neighbor, my neighbor had to go over and check on his newborn daughter. They had her uh, upstairs in the crib sleeping, and our houses were so close that they brought brought the video monitor and we right. could watch her. Okay. So he bet him 100 bucks that he couldn't run. Oh, and, you know, the houses went up, so the baby was on the third floor. <laughs> he had to leave my house, go to his house, run to the third floor, check on the baby, wave to us on the video monitor, and get back into my house before uh, my brother's friend was able to chug three beers. It was so Dear long. Lord. It was so long ago. I believe that my, I believe that my neighbor who went to check on the baby won, but like by like just a tiny bit of beer he was chugging. Wow, wow. God, that's a lot of beer to drink in what, like less than a minute maybe? Uh, Probably a little nah, bit more, a right? A little yeah. bit more. It was, okay. you know, like I said. So we- run out of the house, went into the other house, went up the steps, <laughs> wave and run back. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of important factors here. Like was he chugging to have a bottle of can or like a pint I think glass? They were cans. I think they were cans. They, see, that makes it harder. Because you yeah. have to, you know, you're, you're sort you'd of... Have, have to... You'd have to shotgun it. Yeah, you'd have to shotgun it, yeah. yeah. Uh, let me go to some calls. 215-263-WMMR, and I will go to Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. How are you? Can you hear me? We can hear you, Brian. What's up, buddy? So we were on the golf team in high school, and there was probably eight of us on a school bus. And a friend of mine agreed to eat a Skittle off of a plastic spoon. Both of them were inside of the school bus seat. So a Skittle that was discovered within the school bus seat, he ate it. Scooped up with a plastic spoon. He ate the spoon, too? No, he didn't eat the spoon. Oh, okay. He ate his lovely Skittle off of the spoon. How much did he make on that? Probably eight bucks. It was wow. Like, oh, eight, eight bucks. Whole for eight one dollars. Skittle yeah. in yeah. school, that's in not school, too bad. I would have done yeah. that. Yeah. Mm. I would have done that. Yep. All right. Nice. <laughs> Thanks, man. Hey, what about gum? Oh, uh, no. 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 Yeah. no. Dude, my the friend, Skittle, yeah, yeah. would have gone gum, for it. Yeah. No. no. Forget pre-chewed gum. It's Ugh. like that scene in Elf. I, oh. I was yeah. just thinking, yeah, yeah. that's a scene I can't watch. When he me takes too. it, he's like, Ooh. Kathy, it's repulsive <laughs> to me. <laughs> repulsive. A friend took it off of a stop sign one time, not on a bet, not on a dare. He just did it on his own. And another guy who just swallowed a goldfish, not on a dare, not on a bet, just on his own. I'm sorry? Yeah, I know. Well, people... No, no, no. What was you said? Took it off a stop sign. I don't Gum. know what you mean. Gum. Oh, off and of ate a, it? And ate it. The goldfish was on a stop sign. The goldfish yeah. was <laughs> at a corner. Is this person just having like a head injury or something? Well, or these are two different people. Okay. But I, I think I told you guys about the kid that I went to, uh, was at my pool, uh, the swim club that I belong to. He, uh, the guy bet him to do a belly flop off the high dive and mm-hmm. said, this is back in the 80s when everybody wore like swatch, a whole bunch of swatch watches. Right. Yeah. Told me he would oh, give him God, one of I it. loved my swatch watch. Right. Well, so he had like five of them, right? And he promised his kid he would give him one of his swatch watches if he did a belly flop off the high dive. I could jump off the high dive. He did it, and the dude didn't give him a swatch watch. What? Son of a bitch. I know. Kathy, by the way, I think there's a swatch store at the King of Prussia Mall. Yeah, Ooh. there is. I bought yeah. Jace one a okay. couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, let me go to Mike. Dumbest bet you've ever taken or issued. Hi, uh, Mike. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, bitches. What's up, bitch? <laughs> uh, this was, uh, I, I bet my brother-in-law five bucks that I could throw an axe into a tree stump in my yard. Okay. Right on the other side of the tree stump was my wife's car. <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> so what happened? 
the first throw, it hit, it, it, it fell off to the side. So I had three tries, right? So the second try, I go throw it. It misses the tree stump, and it had a graphite handle. So when it hit the handle, it, like, sprung <laughs> into the side of her car. caused about you know, $800. Oh, my God. So that's not that's not a dumb bet. That's just a crappy outcome. That's not yeah, thinking true. it through, but that sucks, dude. How happy was the wife try. about that? Um, uh, I can't yeah. even explain it. <laughs> <laughs> you remember that footage? It was from like for a long time. from like last year, where the 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 uh, the guy and it was the guy has been banned from ever going on uh, uh, Princess Cruise Line or whatever. He, his friends bet him he wouldn't jump off the. They were in port, okay, and he jumped off the balcony. That's right of his uh, of his uh, berth or whatever you you call it, and no uh, boom, yeah, yeah. So, that's it. Uh, remember there was the guy, and the extreme bets were his thing. Remember he got breast implants? Yes. Oh yes. Had to keep them for a year. Ten, it was think, just like 10 grand. I thought it was 100,000. Was it 100,000? I, I thought it was six figures. But... He got, he got like C-cup breast implants. Yep, yep. And, uh, he was, um, he was proud of those. Uh, let me go to Shane. Hi, Shane. Good morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's up, Shane? Hey, so I uh, on my friend's twenty first, I bet him twenty dollars he couldn't eat a pound of butter. Oh, Ew, God, a pound <laughs> and twenty bucks—that's nothing. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was super tanked. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good caveat. That's disgusting. Yeah, I'm getting he old. Got maybe. Two sticks in, and then he started yakking everywhere. Yeah, I mean, I think it's four yeah. sticks is a pound. Four, <laughs> four sticks of butter. Oh. Holy f! So he didn't get the twenty dollars either. Okay, yeah, there you go. So it was a win-win. <laughs> that sucks. I, I love butter. I couldn't even eat one pat. Like, no, I'm getting like a little. Yeah. I'm getting a little nauseated I, just thinking about it. Listen, I could put thick butter on on like a like a like a on like something. a dinner roll yes. that I love. Anything, yeah. Absolutely, but by itself, no. Just like gnawing on a stick of butter. No, no. <laughs> Eating is is a is a common theme in taking stupid bets. I'm going to go to Patrick for this one. Hey, Patrick, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, guys? Thanks yep, bud. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. What's the the story you want to tell? So, in high school, our senior year, we were taking a trip to Washington D.C., and uh, a buddy of mine dared me to eat mushrooms <laughs> on the school trip. So, you know, maybe you know teenager i think this is a great idea like it'll be so fun. eat the mushrooms get the money the first place we go is to the holocaust museum. is the holocaust museum oh no jesus oh, christ a very reverent yeah uh, place oh, okay very contemplative yeah yeah so needless to say <laughs> i just Tripping my beans off in the Holocaust Museum. Where are the seahorses? Seahorses forever. <laughs> Sir, this is the Holocaust Museum. I'm aware, but where are the seahorses? <laughs> uh, and did you just have to ride it out all day long? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't too bad once we left the Holocaust Museum because then we went to the uh, Please Touch Museum. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's very tactile. That would actually work in your favor. More appropriate than the Holocaust Museum. It said on the monitor here that he ate uh, mushrooms on a field trip. I thought it was like he was going to go out and say, see those mushrooms? You can eat those. And somebody says, no, you can't. Those might be poison. Oh, yeah, really? I'll bet you blah, 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 and then eats them and then... No. Lived, but yeah. Yeah, it's taking your life in uh, uh, in your hands. Uh, let me go to, all right, let me go to Christina. Hi there, Christina. Hi, good morning. Good morning. So what's a bet you took? So it was my husband. 
We were at a friend's house. The neighbor of the friend was a wedding photographer, and they bet my husband he could not drink a whole pitcher of steel reserve beer. Okay. He, he did it, and we got our wedding photos for free. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wedding great. photos That's can great. be a pricey item. So you got, so, and he, he, did he, he chugged it all, chugged the picture down in one shot? He, he, he chugged the whole picture, and the bet was he could not get sick right then. But on the way home, he did. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. he, he earned you your wedding photos. Wow, thanks, Good man. Christina. Now, I never did yeah. this with my wife or girlfriends or anything like that, but I know people that do, um, they bet sexual favors with yeah. their with their significant others. Do you guys ever do that? Or have no. you ever done that? No, but I've okay. heard of it, okay. yeah. Um, but it's like, you know. Yeah, yeah I've done the whole thing. do that anyway. <laughs> Ten ping pong bowls rectally. I've done it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right. You lost a bet on that one? Yeah, I, I had oh, to. You won. I, to, I won. I had to eat a stick of butter. Uh, here's a text that says, my son wore three shock collars, then ran past the invisible fence. Oh, my God. <laughs> Proud mom moment for sure, she says. And this one, I'm not sure I understand this. It says, uh, hey, Preston Steve, around 1989 at Jack Frost, I made naked snow angels. Oh, to win a WMMR sweatshirt. Sad part is, a girl in the bar came to the window and asked, uh, what she missed, and my buddy heard another girl say, you didn't miss much. Oh, oh. No. Wow. <laughs> Said it was cold, and I love that sweatshirt. Uh, I will go to Ray. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up, buddy? All right. So uh, a few years back, a buddy of mine, actually he was my supervisor, um, had a little pig roast, and I spent all day with him hanging out, getting the, you know everything prepped up, and uh, later in the evening when the pig was done, uh, I was bet to eat the eyeball out of the skull of the pig. Oh, wow. So you were, you were bet to do this. How much? Yeah. Uh, well, I think it was only like 20 bucks or so, but I mean, it, it wasn't too bad. It had the texture of a grape. <laughs> no, no. Okay. So let me ask you, oh. you guys have been drinking obviously, right? Um, I had a few. Yes, yeah. So a lot of times that's to me, a oh, lot yeah. of this is not worth $20. Thanks, Ray. But you, it, and that seems to be the default. Uh, yeah. Because, Especially if you're tanked up. Well, yeah, your inhibition's yeah. kind of dropping. You're like, I'll do that. Wait. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> okay. Hang on. Remember we were talking about jumping out of a window last week? Was yeah. the guy trying to burn his face on the, uh, stove, on the stove for, for a, a bet. hundred bucks? You're yeah. right. He would, <laughs> he was going to put his face on a hot stove. Yeah. For a hundred bucks. For a hundred dollars. <laughs> Permanent scarring. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, I would think guess. so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we'll go next to Joe. Good morning, Joe. Hey guys, what's up? Yo, bud. We want to hear about your bet. So, me and my little brother in the front went to the last Penn State Notre Dame game in Notre Dame, and the loser, he's a Notre Dame fan on Penn State, had to get the tattoo of the rival team on their body. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have an ND on me. Well, you do really. Yeah. What part of your body? It's on my lower leg. It's okay. It's Marvin the Martian, so let's kind of blend <laughs> in. You know, the, the the tattoo thing is is a it's a bet. It it happens a lot. And, yeah. And you either, I'm I'm curious as to what's in the mindset when you decide to take on the bet. Either you are absolutely sure that your team <laughs> is going to win. Yeah. Yep. Or you just don't give an F. Or you don't give an F, or you just, you, you want it to happen so bad to the other person that it motivates yeah. you to do it. I mean, it, it, it would have been great for him to have a PSU on you. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, yeah. just stop and think about it. We, the, the guy who got the, the, you know, the full 
Thanks, Joe. Dong tattooed on his on his leg at our uh, at, at Keenan's. Yep. That was a that was a bet basically. Yep. You're taking a chance. Yeah. I yeah. just watched a video. I think it was a game show in I want to say Australia where either friends and or girlfriends picked the tattoo for the contestant, right. but they were blindfolded and didn't know what they got. And it was similar. It was it was one around the belly button, and it was basically a girl bent over, and it was like a uh, butthole. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yep. Wow. Uh, Impractical Jokers has done that. There's a, there's a couple of tattoos. One of them had to get, I forgot, it might have been Sal, uh, a tattoo of, of Jaden Smith. Uh, I think that's who it was uh, on that's him good. somewhere. But, um, yeah, that, that, that happens. Uh, we are going to go to Ryan. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning. Is this the uh, number for a lobster man? <laughs> lobster, <laughs> lobster man. Lobster man. Wow. His wife won't even talk to him. Uh, what's oh, up, Ryan? Hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what's oh, up, buddy? Um, so we uh, we were in high school, and our one friend said uh, we may have been a little inebriated, and he said he could jump off of our friend's porch, which was dirt ground below. Uh, it was about 12 foot, and he said he could do a handstand on the railing and then do a flip. We're thinking he's kidding, so we bet him he couldn't do it. He runs up, does it. We're right by the edge, and he just does a perfect belly flopper from about 12 feet onto oh, the hard ground. God. Oh, no. Onto yeah. his stomach. Oh. <laughs> yes. Uh, we thought he was dead until he started going, oh, I'm okay. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, was there yeah, was there yeah. a was there a wager or was it just a bet you can't do that or, or no it was just a bet you can't do it and for some reason he was convinced he could so he wow to tell us that he could <laughs> man yeah. Jesus. all right thanks man yeah, yeah the 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 back flippers the people that can do that type of thing yeah uh, at one time or another get hurt doing it actually I used to do that I I so I used to do full forward flips. And, and in college, I would people. It became known that it's something that I could do. I just, I remember watching a stuntman show how you can do it without, <laughs> without. And I would like going down the regular hall on the oh regular, you know, and, and do the flip and 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 decelerate myself as I was doing it. And uh, I, I would pick up a couple bucks here and there. Really? Yeah, oh, you yeah. could do a full forward flip full and land on your flip. feet. Yes, and, and Damn. no, not on my feet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Uh, like, like, as if I was just being flipped over, like you know, like a roll. Well, right. Exactly. Okay. Like gotcha. Summer. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. The fudgy wudgy guy down at the beach. One of them. Uh, for you know, they accept tips, and he said he had a little sign on his little tip jar that says, "For five bucks, I'll do a backflip." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> yeah. so I, I wish I could do that. Ah, yeah. I and wish I could it. do a full. I, I've never been able to do a full. Flip. I, I had I'm a just friend, not built for it. I had a friend who could do it, yeah. and he one night he, you know, obviously he was drunk, and people were goading him on. Come on, man, do the flip. Do the flip. <laughs> it landed right on his head. Oh, Jesus, oh man, no it was scary. So, of all the calls that we've had, have any women taken any of these bets, or has it been all dudes? <laughs> the only woman was the one talking about her husband. Her husband, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's been all guys thus far. Yeah, yeah that says a lot. Yes, it does. Let's go to this. Casey wanted to do this. I'm going to go to Raymond. Hey, Raymond, oh, yeah. good morning. Hi, good morning, everybody. What's up, bud? I'm doing good. Uh, so, about 12, 12 years ago, when I was in college, my uh, roommate bet me a hundred dollars to break a bottle over my head. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. That that actually, uh, Casey wanted to try that, right? <laughs> I did. Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah and, 
And I don't know. If it, it was a Snapple bottle. Oh, it wasn't a beer. <gasps> no, Snapples, Snapples are thick, and it's there's no good handle no, on it either. No, no, yeah, no. that's that's exactly it. And I, tr- I I tried it. I was not able to do it. Oh, dude, no. I I think like a regular beer bottle is a little bit yeah. thinner. Yeah, maybe you have a, a wine handle. Bottle. Maybe a wine bottle. <laughs> You know, no. maybe like a yeah. Nebuchadnezzar. Even even a beer bottle is is harder than you think it yeah. is uh, sure. when you're trying to break it on a flat surface, and like, like your head. I'll, I'll reenact it as best I can. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you took one shot at it, Raven. Uh, yeah, just one and done. That okay, I <laughs> you poor man. All right, thanks, man. Case, what you did you want? You wanted to try getting shot in the ass yep. with a twenty-two. What was the amount of money you were asking for? A million dollars. No, you at no, you one point like, you were asking for like, like 10 a couple thousand. Yeah. yeah, it was like ten thousand dollars. You take a shot from a twenty-two in the butt cheeks. My son was obsessed. And then we found out you can't, you can't do, do that. that. Yeah, there are a lot of things oh, that are illegal yeah. to use a firearm, like, even for fun and a bet. Yeah, uh, inserting a rectal thermometer with a forklift is apparently legally that was sodomy. Yeah, you can't um, my, do that. My son was obsessed with the. Is it sugar glass? Yes. Okay. Sponge sugar, dude. Mm. That is expensive. It's it very is. expensive. Why? I looked into ordering the sugar glass bottles just for fun. Yeah. And they were like 80 bucks a piece. So they are using a different substance now that, that cracks the same way as a bottle. It's it's of a plastic variety. Okay. But it shatters the way glass does. So it's less expensive than the spun sugar. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So you can get I like, don't know what it is. Like a is. novelty bottle that'll break? I don't even know if it's for... You probably could be able to, but it, in in the movie industry, they yeah. have this option. Nick, can you look up and, and see what, what it might cost for a fake bottle that you break uh, over your head? <laughs> I love that scene in Animal House when Blue Dose oh, trying yeah. to... Cheer his friend up. He just takes a hey, bottle. Hey, look here. <laughs> Breaks a bottle on his head. Uh, all right, let me go. Here's another one involving tattoos, and I will go to Bill for this particular one. Hey, Bill, good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? Hey, uh, uh, I made a bet with my friend that uh, he couldn't hook up with this girl in a month, and um, a week into it, he calls me crying laughing, and he uh, he found out that she was celibate. And uh, he had to get her name tattooed on his butt. So that was the bet. If he couldn't hook up with her within a month, I mean, you you were you were throwing a lot up there that was could not be verified. Uh, but yeah. yeah. So so yeah. After, so how would you know if he had or hadn't? What's that? How would you know? So in other words, he could say he did. Yeah, uh, he's pretty truthful, and uh, I feel like I would have known. I know him well enough to uh, know if he's lying or not. All right, so, uh, honor system. Yeah, yeah. from yeah. the same guy who would get somebody's name tattooed on their butt. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yeah, no, I hear you though. Uh, Nick pulled up. Uh, here you go. Uh, the, he found some cheap ones. They're twenty two fifty for the uh, sugar bottles, full size beer bottles for. Oh, it says for cakes and more. I guess those these are, are more decorative. Oh, those are edible. No, 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 those no, no, are edible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had some other with theatrical breakaway bottles, and they're twenty nine ninety nine ninety eight each. There you go. That's still expensive, man. They yeah. are. Just I gonna... wonder how how much a big sheet of breakaway glass is. I, yeah. Is it? No, it's assorted though, right? So does it look like the, it's like thirty bucks for six Sample, of them? One assorted bottle. Yeah, no. that's just for that's for a bris. So one bottle is, is uh, oh. like thirty bucks. So. Oh, and a red wine bottle is one hundred and forty dollars. Cheese and crackers. Yeah, Come so on. this is on uh, cheese the, and crackers. Yeah. The, the costumer.com, So it's like theatrical stuff. 
Okay, so maybe that's our that's our new venture, guys. Is we make our own theater breakaway bottles, absolutely. And sell them at a, I have a, a kiln. <laughs> uh, let me go next to. All right, we have a female. Maybe she did this. I don't know. I'm going to go to Crystal. Hey, Crystal. Hey, what's up? Hey, so what's your story? Somebody, you or someone, did uh, for a a bet. Nah, not me. I got a little more sense than that. Of course. Was it a girl? We're still looking for a girl who did something stupid for a bet. Uh, Yeah, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I know not you, but did a girl do it? No, it was a guy. What's the story? Well, uh, we were at this festival, and on the last days of the festival, people were trying to do whatever they can because, you know, they spent too much money. They're trying to get some gas for the way home. (laughs) So some guy said he'll do anything for 20 bucks. And um, one of my friends said, well, why don't you take one of these empty Gatorade bottles and dip it in the porta potty and drink the blue water? Oh, no way. No, that's poison. My God. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. so cruel. Did he? <laughs> it's heinous. <laughs> so uh, so uh, it was two friends splitting 10 bucks each. What? You know, Ten yeah, it was bucks. One guy. Yeah, one guy said he'll put in 10 bucks, the other guy said he'll put in 10 bucks. Oh, and did the guy do it? Over. Yeah, the, yeah, the kid walks over, starts drinking it. The one friend is like, oh, I don't even want to be a part of this and leave. Wow. Well, you, you, that's a, that, first off, that's like a deadly chemical, A, and then B. If you, did they die? Well, we have no idea what happened, but he had to have been very, very sick after that. Oh, uh, no yeah. Man, that is just, that's, that's cruel, the man. Ever heard. We have a video somewhere of it because <laughs> you've got to have proof of this. But, Jesus. Uh, okay. Wow. Thank you, Chris. Out of a porta pot. Yeah. That's a prize winner so far. Uh, I'll go next to Ben. Uh, hi, Ben. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, man. What's, Good morning, what's up, Ben? What's going on? All right, so, so somebody did what for a bet? All right, the same kid. I got two quick stories. Yep. First thing he did, end of the night, we got a coffee can, 100,000 cigarette butts in it, right? 100,000. Nasty ass water. Right. 100, 100 bucks, kid drinks it all. Oh. Mm. So he he drank cigarette water. All right, so Ben, you 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 put water in the cigarette butts and then you strain them off into a cup and had him drink that. No, 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 no. We had a coffee mug that was the community ashtray for the night right. that everybody had been putting butts in, and for a hundred dollars, this kid picked it up and drank it. He well, drank the he drank the butts as well as the liquid. Yes, I almost threw up watching it. No Wait, joke. he ate he. So you're saying he ate all the cigarette butts that were in that he coffee mug? Ate all the cigarette butts. No How do you not die? I don't even know uh, how you swallow that. I mean, he was throwing up, you know, within an hour. But okay, yeah, okay. Really wow, man. All right. What else is idiot doing? That's disgusting. <laughs> same, same guy. We're at a Dave Matthews concert. I'm from upstate New York. This is in Buffalo. We're tailgating for about two and a half hours. Well, right before we got there, and I rode. We rode together with some other guys. We got to McDonald's. We housed it. We start drinking. All of a sudden, they're letting people into the into the concert, and we have a funnel out there. So my buddy, we used to call him Lips, and we're like, all right, Lips, you got to, uh, you know, finish off this funnel. Well, everybody, there was about 30 of us there, came over and dumped their beer, Zima at the time, whatever they were drinking into this funnel. A few cigarette butts went in it, and this kid, no doubt, dropped to one knee, drank the whole thing in about five seconds. We took about 30 steps, and I swear he threw up a whole, like, Big Mac meal. Um, wow. I have no doubt. Was that was that for any – did he get a, any money for that? Was there just, uh, just bragging rights? Yeah, come on here, do some money, but it was more bragging rights. He was like, I'll do it all. 
I don't know if that's a bragging yeah. rights thing. I remember the the I'll do it people, you know, yeah. from from back in the day. Who just and by the it. way, and thanks, Ben, for the call. And Steve, since you don't drink, I'm sure you've never had this happen, but uh, the rest of us maybe. Did you ever take a drink? A, a cigarette butt was in a bottle and yep. you didn't know it. Yeah, oh, I mean, and that story God. that he just told, like, it, it's a gag reflex at this point because you Oof. know what that tastes like. You oh, know I what know it exactly smells like. Exactly what it tastes you like. You know what the, oh. the the sensation of the butt leaving the bottom of the cup and working its way in your and mouth. And the like, ash is still in the oh, bottom awful. of your mouth. It's just about the worst. Oh. I can't even imagine. No. That's like when I had those ping pong balls in my butt. Right. Yeah, you remember. Yeah. At least you got some butter out of that. <laughs> no, but I think I think of uh, Spalding in. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Uh, in Caddyshack when he's going around and drinking all the the wine. Yeah, from, uh, uh, sunroof. Oh, just nasty. Uh, let me see. We got a lot of good ones here. Uh, okay, yeah. Let me get. Let me go to Jim here. Uh, hi, Jim. Good morning. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. Good. What's up, buddy? Uh, I was at a pool party and. Uh, my my uh, good friend's dad was um, getting ready to eat a, a water bug. They were they were down to eat a water bug yep. in the pool oh, no. for a hundred bucks. And I, I we, we just got to the party, and I was with my wife, and I was like, right, "How much are you guys gonna do it for?" And they said, "A uh, hundred bucks." I said, "I'll do it for 50. And they're like, "Whoa, we already got this." <laughs> and uh, I picked up the bug. I was getting ready to put it in my mouth. They're all like, "Hold up, hold up!" They're like. You gotta, you gotta show us when you, when you chew it, and, and we're, I'm like, all right. So I put it in my mouth, I chewed it, showed it to them, and they all freaked out, and they gave me fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. <laughs> so you underbid the other guy. <laughs> yeah, he was pissed. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's it awesome. Like green cheese and and sunflower seeds. It, was, <laughs> it tastes like brie cheese and sunflower. Cream cheese and sunflower. That's seeds. the big oh, secret: is that water bugs taste like cream cheese and sunflower seeds, Preston. Wow! All right, uh, thanks, Jim. I, I think number two has a girl that did Preston a a, a, oh. a a dare. All right, we'll go to Sean. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, it Preston. Good morning, it sir. What's up, bud? Uh, this one didn't have too good of an ending. I was at a high school graduation party. This was about thirty years ago, and there was a bunch of kids. We were drinking, you know. And this girl, this real beautiful girl, was a star high school basketball player and had a scholarship to go to college to play basketball. Full scholarship. Some idiot bet her that she couldn't do a backflip off the porch railing. Oh, no. And she was drunk and did it. Yeah, when she did it, she landed on her head. Oh, oh. Paralyzed from the neck down to this day. Wheelchair. Oh, Oh, my God. That's That's a horrible story. Yeah. That's what he said. It didn't have a good ending to it. Uh, No, it didn't. Jesus. That's terrible, Sean. Yeah. Wow. Um, so maybe a... Um, cautionary. Oh, the cautionary tale here. And um, women are wise for not doing this. Uh, clearly. And always bet butter. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> yeah, go with the butter. Try the, yeah. try the butter yeah. bet sometime. <laughs> uh, by the way, here's a text that says, I know an idiot who went to a radio station and drank a guy's foot shavings. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dear God Almighty. <laughs> remember we did that? Yeah, yeah. with the pet egg. Uh, uh, it was Elton, Elton and Billy Joel yeah, tickets. I only right. remember because of the jingle that Casey did. And I, I, I actually found that. I was cleaning out my... Oh, God. Bathroom the other day and found my pet egg is what it was called. Yeah. I haven't used it in ages. My feet are wonderfully pristine now, but I used to have real rough spots. Callous on there, so claws. Would, yeah. yeah, so I would have to use yeah. that, that pet egg and, and shave down the rough parts of my feet. And the shavings looked like Parmesan cheese. Mm-hmm. And so I saved them and we had a contest <laughs> where somebody had to eat them. What was foot juice for? That, that was, was that. this. That was it. Yeah. There it is. Yes. And Casey did the theme song for it. You got 
drink juice, foot juice. Because we had, we had watered it down. We had yeah. put it in, in water. Or kick off your stinky shoes. Cheese, toe cheese. Scrape me some of that, please. And by the way, Casey, you wrote this, right? I wrote, well, I mean, well not done. the music. That was written by Kenny Loggins. But <laughs> the lyrics, I got to tell you guys, this is the most proud I am of any song that wow. I've ever it done was pretty on awesome. Saying a lot Especially like the, the gross. Gross, shaped toes. In your tummy goes. Skin, dead skin. There's concert tickets to win. Gross. <laughs> Gross. All right, we got to ride this out. Yeah. In your tummy goes juice, foot juice. Everybody drink, everybody drink. Everybody drink, everybody drink. Everybody drink, everybody drink. Everybody, everybody, foot juice. Well done, Casey. Thank you. I probably gagged more for that contest than I did when we had the uh, Sir Strumming in the studio. Oof. That, that that's, that's told that and we also had someone eat pew pizza, so you gotta remember that that, that that was But that was for that was hair pie. That, that was fun. And that was for Genesis tickets. I mean <laughs> yeah, front row. Yeah. By the way, I didn't know this as a solo artist, Kenny Loggins uh had a uh an Academy Award nomination for Footloose in nineteen eighty five. He did, yeah. All right, one last one, and I'm sorry for those who are on hold that I did not get a chance to get to. Uh but we're gonna end with this one. I'm gonna go to Greg. Hi, Greg, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Good, Greg. All right, so we were talking about something stupid you did for a bet. Yeah, so um, I pierced my own nipples with a oh corn on the cob holder. With a corn <laughs> oh on the God. cob holder. Did it look like little ears of corn? <laughs> yeah, yes, it did, actually. It the, the only wow. <laughs> so I would imagine your nipples probably bleed like crazy. Uh, I didn't. Well, I was pretty drunk, but. Uh... <laughs> of course. And by the way, those aren't as thin as, say, a no. needle. They're no, they're really not. thick. Who bet you that? <laughs> who what was that? Who put you up to the bed? Who who challenged you and bet um, you? I was at a, I was at a party and what what wasn't so much of a bet as it was I dare you. <laughs> okay, I was a dare. Okay. Oh, so, so you so you got nothing <laughs> out of it? No, 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 I did get something out of it. I what? got uh, I got to use those uh, same corn in the cup or to pierce some chick's uh, nipples right afterwards. You got to use the same thing to pierce a girl's nipples later on at that same party. Right, right afterwards, pretty much, yeah. That wow. seems safe. That yeah. sounds sanitary. Yeah. And that was a prize for you? <laughs> I mean, yeah. We're losing you, man. Yeah. Thanks, Joe. You I think he says he show. cleaned them off in toilet water. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, Jesus. Yeah, it remains to be seen if this guy at the Super Bowl actually did win this bet, if it took place or not. But supposedly uh, it was a $50,000 prop bet, and he was going to walk out of there with uh, $374,000 after the 500 that he had to pay to get out of jail. That's the streaker. But, Got I mean, it. technically speaking, he wasn't streaking. You have to be naked for streaking, Well, I right? would wonder, yeah, what the bet would have been. Yeah. I th- it may have been somebody to run out on the field and okay. maybe not just uh, being a streaker. But I would, I would think that would kind of invalidate that bet. You bet that someone would do it. They've got to be naked. Or, or that it would not be you yourself to right. do it. 
because mm. essentially that's a dare for money. I don't know. But the second he bolted out, that they caught him for a nanosecond, and then and then the cameras cut away. Yeah. Yep. They refused to show them. Yep. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a moment. We have a guest on the way, Doctor Avi Loeb, who is Harvard's top astronomer, and uh, may have. Uh, Information, or he may have uh, facts that say that uh, aliens tried to contact Earth in 2017. We'll get the details from him in a little bit. More stuff coming up, too. We'll be right back. MMR spotlights the best rock in Philadelphia with Jackson's local shots. That's right. And this month's band is Stereo League. I'll be in the bright lights. Your local shots artist of the month. Check them out every Wednesday at 6.30 right here on the Mighty MMR. And you can hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, local shots. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Philly. Got a few minutes before our guest is going to be joining us is Dr. Avi uh, Loeb, who is uh, Harvard's top astronomer. And uh, interesting story or from his book about... How we possibly uh, were scoped, essentially, by aliens. Not, not probed. It's different. Yeah, rectally. Um, <laughs> and we'll get to him in just a little bit. we got a few minutes to play with, but I want to talk something about something a little more closer here, uh, terrestrially, on Earth. But did you know the U.S. saw its deadliest week for avalanches in more than 100 years recently? saw that. There had been, you know, yeah. you'd seen these stories of, of avalanches and, and people dying, and apparently it's the, the worst week in more than 100 years. So um, I was at Spring Mountain last night. Uh, Jace does the after-school um, skiing and snowboarding program. And uh, my dad came out. My dad, for a while, skied professionally um, when he was younger. I didn't know that. Yes, he did. Wow. Um, Your yeah, dad did? Yeah, we have some, like, great pictures of him. I mean, that's where I learned to ski. I, I was skiing at a very young age, uh, which is why I have Jace in this program. I want him to learn how to ski and snowboard. But we were talking about this and uh, something else that I found out about my dad. You bang Lindsay Vaughn? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> she would probably Dude. be too young. Right? Triple high fives for him on that. But go ahead. No, he was stuck in uh, three times in an avalanche. What? what? No. He said. Kidding. Yep. He said two of them were like death defying. He thought this is it. This is how I'm going out. I'm never getting out of this. Um, he said it just everything was moving. And he said he was like he couldn't he couldn't quite tell how fast he was going. And so he said he started to try to like cut and make the turn and he said when you're in an avalanche you can't do that yeah. so he um he said he he just was like started praying he said I- i'm never gonna get out of it and he yeah. said he said one of them all of a sudden it just stopped and like came to like a screeching halt and he was just like oh my god uh and then he said one he was actually able to he said it was a very small one but he was actually able to ski out of it right like he skied i guess sideways yeah. out of it i've seen videos of people who yes. have been in the right place in time where they were able to get ahead and off to the side right. and, and miss out on it and so he said there was one where it was complete whiteout conditions he said he could barely see his own skis and he said once it stopped and he realized what had happened had he tried to ski out of it he would have died he said it was like right <sighs> over like a major cliff so the most recent one that i saw on tv and I've got the the list of them that have taken place. Um, there was a, a guy that said he tra- he said he, he pulled his chute. Yeah, remember we talked about oh, this yeah, this yeah, inflatable yeah. thing that comes up behind their head. It's a new device or he newer said, device. He said it didn't work, but he got lucky that he didn't get uh, buried. And then he walks over and he goes, you know, but I found Dave. Yeah, and you see him down. He's buried oh. uh, up to you know like his chest. 
and there's a there's a big part of it overhanging his head. I mean, he was like this close. It was right before they were going to start digging him out, but it was it was pretty wild video to see. I didn't know until watching this past season of The Crown that Prince Charles was involved in an avalanche. Neither did I. It's a crazy story, and, and somebody died in there. Yeah, I think maybe two people, one or two people, but yeah, and and he was in, his life was in danger just from skiing. And I don't know if it was backcountry, but it was in, I believe it was in Austria somewhere. And yeah. the rescuers were able to see his ears sticking out of the <laughs> yeah, snow. Well, uh, no, I mean what story. happens is a lot of people don't realize is that as that snow comes down, it compacts to the level of concrete. Oh, yeah. And it becomes super heavy. Yeah. And th- it entombs you. And also that, you know, you have a, a ripping wind that comes along with it, too. So at least 15 people were killed in avalanches from uh, the 31st of January to just um, earlier or last week to the 6th of Jesus. February in Utah, Montana, Colorado, California, Arkansas, and New Hampshire. According to the Colorado Avalanche Information Center, in total, 21 people have died in avalanches across the country during the 2020-2021 season as of Monday. Last season, a total of 23 people died in avalanches. And uh, the U.S. typically sees an average of 27 deaths each year. This was just the craziest week that they've ever seen. I remember going to Alaska years ago, and we were, I forget where we were, but we were taking a uh, like a river cruise and as we're going down, we're in a canyon, and you could see trees just torn down, torn out by the roots down one side of the canyon, and that was an avalanche that just tore these huge trees out almost by the root. Amazing power. So the 15 people killed uh, last week was a uh, the most in a seven-day period since March of 1910. Wow. And when that happened, though, that was an avalanche that swept away two trains in Wellington, Washington, and killed 96 people. So it just completely took out these trains. That's crazy. Um, All right. Um, Is this um, Merida, would you say? Merida. Merida, is that your name? No, Merida. Merida. Hi, Merida. How you doing? Good. I'm good. You you have a a, a personal and tragic experience with avalanches. Uh, My daughter and my husband were skiing in Steamboat Springs. And um, he never made it down because of an avalanche. Um, he also uh, just had a birthday yesterday. He would have been 58. He was a avid um, skier, loved MMR, loved the Rolling Stones, and oh. loved his family and had wow. a good time. Marina, how, how long ago did this happen? 13 years ago in January 15th. Wow. Um, and, and your daughter was skiing with him? Yes, she was only 14 at the time. Oh, and then, oh my God. Man, how, oh did man. She, how did she end up surviving? She's good. She's solid. She's good. Um, we all miss them terribly. No, how, 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 did, how, how, how did she make it out and he did not? Oh, he um, he skied too close to a tree, and it's the same thing as an avalanche. It's um, called a tree well. It's part of a, a start of an avalanche. Okay. And that buried him in the snow, and she was far enough away from him at Whoa. the time. So he, yeah. he was but at my, the... Go ahead. But my thanks are to the ski patrol. She got to the bottom and contacted Ski Patrol, and they um, found his body within a half hour, 15 mm. minutes. Wow. wow. So that's really good because a week after he passed away, a snowboarder did on the same trail. Yeah. Um, they couldn't find his body. Wow. So uh, Marita, I mean, by the way, did your daughter ever ski again after that? She actually made it to World Cup as a freestyle skier, and she accidentally fell and broke her collarbone right before the Sochi Olympics. Oh, oh man, right before the Sochi Olympics? And it was in her heart to win that for her dad. Oh, wow. man. Well, that's, um, 
Different hobby, maybe. That's uh, eat butter. Yeah, that's terrible. Skiing is a great family sport. I hated it. I never did it. I stayed home and cooked, but um, my family still, we go to Steamboat, we go out to Colorado, and it's it's a beautiful country, and it's something that happens. But thank God for the ski patrol to be there for people. Yeah, no, okay. you love it. It's there. There yeah. are risks involved, and and so you you know you don't you don't give up on something you you love. But I mean that that's uh, sorry to hear about that. But glad your daughter's alive and, yeah. and doing well. Thank you, Marina. Thank you. Yeah, Thanks. Have a great day, guys. Get you get too. Bye, bye, Um, you know what? It's it's wild when you see the the footage, and it's um. This always happens in backcountry, right? I mean, this is not almost uh, always. Yeah, uh, they 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 have an idea of when it becomes dangerous of when when things have the potential. That's part of their job is 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 to force avalanches in yeah. certain areas. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they'll they'll set off explosions, and that's part of the deal before they become too dangerous. Yeah, Marissa. I thought it was always in backcountry, but um, my boyfriend has lived all over the world in in ski areas, and he showed me photos just last week of when he was living in Mammoth Lakes. Um, there was a avalanche that happened at a resort mm. and, um, they pretty much set off a horn, like the Rofo horn wow. Wow. and literally everybody in town comes over to the mountain and you lock arms and you like bring poles with you and yeah. you just start, start searching for you buried start, people. Start burying, yeah. Whoa. So they dug out like six people. Nobody died. But it was just Whoa. an avalanche in like the middle of the day, so nobody's accounted for. Yeah. You're just kind of there skiing as a tourist. So they come and dig everybody out. It's crazy. This photo like across the mountain with like hundreds of people just arm in arm oh. digging. Wow. Well Yeah, my dad said that like he said knowing what I know now and like the things that I've gone through, like he said he would go off the trail by himself. He was like, It's amazing that I'm I made it through that and that I'm still alive. Yeah. I uh, uh Mike from uh you know the Mr. Peanut. Yeah. Uh who had called in the other day, uh Nick had po- pulled up a picture on his uh Instagram and that was him skiing through the woods, right, Nick? Yeah, yeah. And I believe it was local, you know, it was PA, but um uh, I mean that's that's not you know avalanche usually you have to worry about but that that's crazy too well, in my mind that's how Sonny Bono woods. died it was it was yeah. running into a tree and it was you know he just was out for a regular ski and then uh, um, Liam Neeson's ex wife right yes. Yes. Miranda, uh, she just fell did she she just fell on Miranda her Richardson head. is that what yeah, it was yeah, Steve? yeah yeah and and um, yeah so I mean listen you know. Uh, you, you're in all likelihood, you're not going to die when you go skiing. But there is danger involved. It's, with it. it's a lot of fun. I'm glad I don't do it anymore. Skiing, I miss snowboarding. <laughs> I, I I miss the fun part of it, but getting it, all that equipment and yeah. everything you got to. It's a that, pain in the ass. Honestly, what stop? I just. But once I, you get out there, it's like, dude, I'm having fun. This, this is, is a great fun. time. But I, you got to get over. That pump of all that garbage. Yeah. That's crap you I can't remember if it. I told you guys this you or not. You can make but chocolate I, chip cookies at home. I, right? I, yeah. No, but like that I actually, like I take a deep breath and yeah. like this is supposed to be fun for <laughs> my child. So right. like you can't freak out that he can't get his foot in the boot and that you still got to tie it. And you know what I mean? So like yeah. I just, and it, but it really has made a difference because I want him to learn. I'm the one that's taking him there. So yeah. just relax. What's, no, more that's pain, a good thing. what's more of a pain in the ass? Getting out of that car and putting all that crap on and getting it together and lugging it over or getting back to the car and taking all that crap off <laughs> and putting it back in. <laughs> Try not to get your feet wet when you take your boots off. I you think know what the I mean? beginning. I think the beginning's the pain in the ass yeah. because the afterwards you're 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 you haven't had fun yet. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You've been enjoying yourselves out on the slope. Hopefully We're you've had a good fun. day. Yeah, you haven't broken yeah. a collar. You know what needs to be invented is what you when you get off the slope, you gotta have one of those Tony Stark Iron Man things that comes up around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. removes everything. Yeah. 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 Kathy, I could tell us you We're having fun. Yeah. This is supposed to be fun. 
shut up. We're having fun. Don't you feel how fun this is? Yeah. Cap, is he on skis or a snowboard? He's doing both, Case. Okay. Wow. Yeah, he, so mm-hmm. I really want him to learn how to ski. That's what I know how to do. I know nothing about snowboarding, and he really wanted to do it. So I said, if you, you know, take this program, he does eight weeks of it. Um, I said, you, and he went up for, on the lift uh, for the first time on a snowboard is he uh, last it? night. Is yeah. He oh, it? he absolutely well, loves it. Well, there you go. Yeah. So you're going to try it? You're going to try snowboarding? I, I would love to see that. I, you know what? I think at this point, like, I would end up just hurting myself. Yes, you would. So I'll just stick with the skis. Yes. Wouldn't it be wild if he ended up with Janice Travels' granddaughter? <laughs> the first time I went <laughs> snowboarding, I kid you not, it was down one hill. And I, I did a little bit of math in my head. I fell 50 times. <laughs> 50 times. At least. On the way down, I counted because you start going, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going too fast. I got to fall down. Or you catch an edge and you, you <laughs> let fall on your face. It's hard to learn it at first, but once you get it, it's a blast. Well, wait, real quick. Jay said last night, I go, how was it? He goes, I only fell like two or 300 times. Right. <laughs> and he's not exaggerating. I've never tried snowboarding. I don't know if I, I want to at this point, but I didn't get to go skiing at all last year because the conditions were just yeah. so terrible. And, you know, there's just no Not snow. this year. Ooh, yeah. But but I haven't gone this year because I'm, I'm nervous about the crowds. Like, right. it, it seems everywhere you go, you especially on the weekend. Ticket. Exactly. Oh, you yeah. know, so, though, okay. it's an wait. entire sport based around wearing masks. Yeah. Totally, yeah, yeah. You know, and ski masks and all that stuff. You're Fine. I was going to ask Kath how crowded was it last night because weekdays should be a little bit better than weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I no, you know the after school program is they fill up, so it's like pretty much the same amount of kids I think um, throughout the week. So I don't know about um, I haven't been there on the weekend to okay. ski, but I do know a lot of the resorts uh, or most of them you have to buy ahead of time or you're not going to be able to get a lift ticket. I live four miles from my driveway to Spring Mountain. It's such a little great jewel yep. in yeah. this area. Oh, it is. For, for kids, specifically yep. learning how to ski, yeah. uh, there's no better place to go. How, it's how, small. It's big enough to have some stuff that's exciting and challenging if you're new to it. Yeah. And if you just want to get out and just get out on the slope, and you, even though you know how to ski, it's a great place to go to as well. So a beginning skier oh, could really benefit from there. Uh, okay. Absolutely. Yep. All right, anyhow, uh, avalanches have been uh, worse than they've ever been in 100 years. So heads up if you are headed out and be careful. All right, our next guest uh, comes uh, with a load of titles uh, to, um, you know, back up his uh, his book. He's he well has, credentialed. Obviously, absolutely. Yes. Uh, and, in fact, he's the former chair of the astronomy department of Harvard University, the founding director of Harvard's Black Hole Initiative and director of the Institute for Theory and Computation at the Harvard-Smithsonian Center for Astrophysics. I'm going to stop there because there's more titles. uh, But he is on to uh, talk about some excerpts from his book, which is called Extraterrestrial, The First Sign of Intelligent Life Beyond Earth. I'm really building this (laughs) up. Please welcome Dr. Avi Loeb to the show this morning. Doctor, good morning, sir. Good morning. Thanks for having me. No problem. Did I get all that correct? Is everything I said legitimate about all of these titles you have? Yes. Oh, thank God. That's good. <laughs> that was Listen, off to a good start. Uh, uh, Dr. Loeb, I've actually uh, seen you a couple times on television. You've been promoting the book for for a little bit. And um, it's interesting. Oh, so sorry, let, let me correct you. I've, I'm not really promoting the book. I have a message that I want to convey. And oh. I'm just conveying the message. I mean, the book is a byproduct. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So, so you were, you, yeah, and you were, you were making a very interesting point about this event that occurred in 2017. Correct. Yes. And and ex- explain what happened and what set you off on this path of suggesting that perhaps this was the first attempt at extraterrestrial life re- reaching out to us. Right. So, uh, in October 2017, the first object 
uh, that came from outside the solar system was identified near Earth. And it was the first time we saw something coming out uh, from far away. And it's sort of like finding an object in your backyard that came from the street for the first time. Yeah. And uh, this one, at first we thought maybe it looks just like the rocks that we have seen within the solar system before. But it didn't look like a comet. It didn't have a cometary tail. And also it uh, didn't look like um, a, a, a standard rock, an asteroid, because it was flat, most likely pancake-shaped, and uh, also was pushed by some force um, that probably is the, re- the reflection of sunlight. And um, for that, it needed to be very thin. And um, all of these properties, there were a few more that made it very weird. So, uh, so nothing- if I can, if I can jump in here, just and it's it's an interesting point. The thing is very what what passed by was very long and flat, and 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 solar energy, I guess what they would call like a solar wind. It's something that they've talked about as as far as powering spacecraft, and and so th- what was propelling it was was sunlight, and it had a push away from the gravitational pull of the sun, which is a bit of an anomaly, correct? Yeah, so there are about six anomalies that it showed, and uh, you mentioned a few, but uh, there were uh, a few more, and I I discussed them in the book. And uh, uh, I couldn't think of anything other than an artificial origin that uh, would explain them. And uh, after I wrote uh, my scientific paper on the subject, uh, uh, mainstream astronomers tried to explain these uh, strange properties in, in a natural way, but they always had to come up with, something that we have never seen before right and and i and i say you know if it's something that we've never seen before then why not an artificial origin so we should at least keep it on the table mm. but uh, the the problem is that the scientific community has a taboo on discussing uh, this subject and uh, is not willing to engage in a you know in, in a discussion i think you know the simplest thing to do is next time we see another strange object like it we send a camera that will take a close-up photo. And a photo is worth uh, a thousand words. It's actually yeah. worth 6,000 words, the number of words in my book. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Loeb, why do you think that tattoo, that taboo exists? We're seeing that this is a scientific community who should be open to almost any type of uh, idea uh, when it comes to anomalous objects. That's an excellent question. And uh, uh, it should be, but it's not. And uh, it's strange to me because the public is extremely interested. And uh, if the public funds science, then scientists have, have an obligation to attend to this possibility. And we have the instruments to check. Uh, but um, there is a very strong sense of uh, dismissal uh, of this subject because, you know, there is literature of science fiction and, and you have a report on UFOs and many scientists feel that, you know, it would stain their image if they were to even discuss this subject. They might be they, they, they might be taking risk in discussing it. And I, uh, the problem. I, I, I don't understand that because because listen now more than ever you're hearing about the the declassifying of certain documents. You're seeing you know we we don't know the origins and you and and I've seen you and I've read interviews with you. You're very open about this. I mean we we don't know, but it's it's certainly something that needs to be explored. And when you the notion of something being pushed towards Earth reminded me of the book and of the movie Starship Troopers, where an alien force is actually redirecting comets and things towards Earth uh, for malicious purposes. But you know there there. Uh, 
there is a whole bunch of, I think, uh, of re-energizing um, of interest in the possibility. I mean, I think it's it's safe to say we're not alone in the universe. We have no verifiable proof, but the odds are staggeringly in favor of that, correct? Exactly. I don't think it's a speculation. I think it's a very natural thing to expect that, that we are not alone, that we are not the smartest kid on the block. <laughs> Uh, and, and by the way, that, the fact that the public understands this point uh, explains why uh, the book is already, uh, you know, within a few days, uh, it, it rose to number seven on the New York Times bestseller list. And between Michelle and Barack Obama, uh, within just a few days. So the public clearly cares about it. But uh, somehow the scientific community has to catch up. Yeah. Um, you know, Dr. Loeb, if, if we were indeed able to uh, verify something like this, I, my eyes, I'd never really thought about what the ramifications might mean. That type of message might mean to the to the people of Earth. And the first time I considered it was when the movie Contact came out. And that was Carl Sagan had, had written that or, or right. was based on, on uh, uh, some things he had written. Um, have you ever thought about how that might impact us if we were to indeed verify news like that? Well, it will have a huge impact um, uh, on society because it's just like when my daughters, you know, when they were at home, they thought that they are the smartest kid and they have special qualities and so forth. But when they went to the kindergarten, they saw other kids and they realized that, uh, you know, they got a better perspective. They're not the smartest kid on the block. <laughs> right. Uh, for, for many people, it will come as a shock, you know, and, and uh, also it will affect religious beliefs of some people and you know, we will have to decide what to do and how to respond to that. And um, my hope is that people will come together because we are all part of the same team, you know, the, the human species. But a lot of people tell me, no, it will make uh, uh, many people upset and, and will cause chaos. And I, I don't know how to forecast that, but okay. I really hope it will. You know, this is our neighborhood. We need to find out who lives there. I, I'm a strong proponent of the notion that give me all the information and let me decide. Don't exactly. don't withhold information. Don't protect me. Don't don't. Oh, you're, you're you got me covered because I think. It, it, listen, in many ways, something like this could for even fortify religion or could whatever. But if it if it exists and it's real, you you, you know at least entertain the notion. I I think. This is a, a fascinating, you know, possibility. Do you think, like, I know for a while that Stephen Hawking apparently had, had voiced some concerns about letting our presence be known, um, you know, mm, yeah. to the rest of the universe. We don't know if there's malicious forces out there. But come hella high water, if there's something out there, at some point in our history, we have to believe an encounter will take place. Right. Um, well, first of all, I wanted to say that I completely agree with you that knowledge is always good. Then you can decide what to do with it, exactly what you said. Uh, but with respect to, you know, when you enter a room full of strangers, I think it's uh, smart not to speak, right? It's, you want to listen first. Right. See if there is any risk uh, in, in speaking because, and, and unfortunately, you know, we have been broadcasting radio uh, for more than a century. So, if there is anyone out there, you know they might know already about us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, doctor, if if this if this does indeed turn out to be um, as you've theorized, uh, maybe uh, um, uh, something from an intelligent life form, uh, could we expect to see more objects like this investigating? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because uh, you know, when I go to the kitchen and I see an ant, 
I get alarmed because it means that there must be many more ants around. Uh, and so the same here. We, we just uh, searched for objects uh, for a few years, and we found this one. And uh, there must be, if we search for a few more, we'll find another one. And uh, there will be actually a telescope that is much more sensitive than the one that discovered this one. Mm. And uh, it will come online in three years and could find uh, such an object every month. So, uh, yeah, and that, but that will offer us opportunities to take a photograph, a close-up photo. And then uh, if you look at uh, the photo, you can easily tell the difference between a rock and something else. Mm. Well, I'm, I'm intrigued by this. I would love to spend all day speaking to you. We know you're a busy man. You have some other obligations. But uh, maybe we'll have a chance to talk to you again sometime, Doctor. Again. But thanks so much. We appreciate the call this morning. My pleasure. Thank uh, you. Dr. Avilo. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Worth, worth thinking about. Sure. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, I, mean I, I, I believe that there is other intelligent life out there. It's just what I believe. Um, but I also, I don't think we'll ever... Uh, be around to see inner, inner, any interaction. I just think it's too astronomical, I do. but you do? Okay. As early as next Thursday. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I could oh be wrong. I'm God. planning on it. I, 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 don't think, I don't think humankind will ever see that. I just think the universe is too gigantic. But, you know, it, I could totally be wrong. It's just one of the things that I that, think. It's not that big. It's not that big. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I mean, I have a telescope that's pretty badass, and I can see a lot of it. Um, <laughs> the, the, um, <laughs> no, no, I understand. And, 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 and that's a very salient point. The thing yeah. is that... Oh, Virtually every point of view is accurate in this thing because right. it's so it's so enormous. God, would that be amazing? Yeah. Hopefully, they don't want to vaporize us. But the notion—do you remember in Starship Troopers? I mean, I, I bring that up. They're they're actually they're redirecting, and it's actually a cheap form of of weapon. They're redirecting asteroids yeah, stuff that's towards Earth yeah. at, at us. Oh. Uh, so you know, when, when when this notion came up with this thing, which is very long, and he says has no cometary tail. In right. other words, it's not. It doesn't have all the the attributes of something we would find going through space, and the fact that it would be thin enough to be propelled by the the solar wind is kind of interesting. I also don't think that that if that indeed were the case, where some form of intelligent life that has discovered us and decides to make a trip here, that that it's not in the movies like either a uh, a mass uh, yeah. uh, you know attack or a a landing and making an announcement or anything like that. It's just. They're checking it out. You know, I mean, that's what I would think, and that'd be pretty much it. And we would n- be none the wiser. Yeah. That's okay. what I think. We're going to have uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson on the show in a few weeks, and uh, I'm interested to hear what he thinks about uh, Avi Loeb's assessment yeah. and, and papers. Um, I've, I've continued... I bet he's open to it, at I bet least. so, yeah. Uh, yeah, he has a very open mind and likes um, learning about what other people are up to and, and other scientists. So, I, yeah, um, I, I continue to try this NASA route of, of, of speaking with people on the International Space Station, and um, I keep running into the same brick wall, which is really frustrating. I don't frustrating. get that. Well, I don't either. Uh, I mean, I, I know the, what the brick we did walls, the I know foot what, juice content. I know, I know. <laughs> I mean, uh, really. The brick wall. Has, yeah. has do it, they know? Yeah. Do they even know? Okay. Maybe I'll forward them that audio. we're conducting our own experiments, Nick? <laughs> um, there's a great guy who's really helpful, and then there's a guy above him, and he's a brick wall. <laughs> who's not helpful. And he's <laughs> not helpful. But... Um, I would I still I want to make it happen. So one way or another, hopefully at some point we'll be able to do it. That's funny. I, I forgot who I was thinking. I was thinking of some like like super A-list person and I felt like going to other people that we know yeah. that know them and get, go, can you just call them and tell them we're okay? Yeah. <laughs> that they can come on the show 
You know, like yeah. you know, Hal Sparks, you've worked with so and so. Can you yeah. can you tell Tom Hanks that can, can you we're okay and and, and and I know they know, but I you know, it's a weird game we play. How long have we worked like in this town just to get like uh, Jim Garner on you know right. on the show? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so you know, we're, we're working for Hanks, and I get it, I get the, the dynamic, but I think there is. Listen, uh, there is opportunity oh. there, uh, yeah. and, and we we never we never stop trying. I remember who it was. It was Stephen King. Ah, and oh. I saw he had he had like retweeted something that somebody we know and and they they go back and forth. I feel like can you just tell them it's okay to come on? We're not gonna. That's a funny dance though too because I've done it. Casey's done it where like you ask people to ask people, and it's, yeah. it's a weird ask because you don't want to overreach. Um, but for example, we're friends with Rob McElhenney, yeah. who's friends with Ryan Reynolds, and it's like all right. How do you make that ask without sounding too, yeah. too desperate or needy or whatever? I don't know. It's, or it's a, being it's a, a pest, exactly. And, yeah. and then the and then they perceive it, or I think they would perceive it as the floodgates open. And totally. I mean, imagine going to a a Ryan Reynolds if you're now a new business partner and a quasi friend, and and, and you say, hey. There's a show in Philadelphia. They right. did foot juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan Reynolds kind of owes us a little bit. We he did, does have a connection. We gave him six Sonic Session CDs. That's right. right. He hung out with you. Yeah. He liked you. He did. he did. Yeah, he said so. Yeah. yeah. All right, we uh, that's enough of this. Uh, we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to come back, and don't forget, we're running out of time on the secret text word, so text that over. You could end up winning a Blu-ray combo pack of uh, Greenland with uh, Gerard Butler, uh, Marina Baccarin. She was in a movie with Ryan Reynolds. That's yes. right. Two, two of, of them. them. <laughs> and uh, Scott Gunn. There's two of them. There's two of them. Uh, so text word secret to 39333. We'll be back, and we'll do the bizarre file when we return. WMMR congratulates the grand prize winner. You gotta be kidding me, right? In our No Set contest. Great day in the morning. Is this Brandon Tear? Why, yes, it is. Why, this is Pierre and Pancake, and we bring gifts. Is that right? That's right. That's 10000 mother dollars. Somebody gotta wake me up right now. This can't be happening. <laughs> This is so cool. This is like a dream come true. A huge break for me. Where are you from, my friend? Beverly, New Jersey. It's been a long time listener, and I guess persistence and patience finally pays off. Congratulations again, my friend, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Jared. Sponsored by Steakum. Easy to prep, 100% beef. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. No sense 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Cheers. Cheers, man. WMMR rocks. Casey just told me there's a mouse in the vending machine. Are you in the vending machine? Is it alive? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see it. Uh, I just heard this from uh, Daryl. This is uh, a rumor. Yeah. Well, she she said there. No, there is a mouse in the vending machine. She was getting. I uh, want to move our radio station. Uh, I guess she had gotten. Are there any other buildings available? There's mouses in every. Do you know what's happening? Mouses. Because there's there's a, a ton of construction. Whenever there's a ton of construction being done in here, oh right, uh, everything gets uh, you know. Uh, and- but how happy would you be if you're a mouse and you get stuck in a the vending, vending machine? machine. Yeah. Oh, That's the greatest That's place like, in the world. I think they're getting, adorable. They're yeah. so adorable. I agree. Yeah. What, but what number is if you want to order the mouse? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think seven F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven yeah. F for the mouse. <laughs> but that's like Kathy getting locked in a Target or something. Like right. That. Yeah. Yes. Right. I have forever said I want to spend the night in Target. We I need could, to make that happen. I, I think make, we could. I think when COVID's over, we can make that happen. Sometime. I could make a full day of activities from for twenty four hours, including. 
sleep. But we do it as, a, as like a, maybe a, a charity slumber party. Th- yeah, slumber party. Yeah, I think we do Kathy Romano's Target slumber party. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, we'll work on that. Okay. You know what? You and like even during regular store hours, we can have you out there in your bed and your lingerie. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could do outfit outfit changes. Sure, but uh, the best we can do for now is a mouse in the vending machine, <laughs> oh, Kathy. It sounds like a Stuart Little sequel. I know we need we need to get uh, yeah. yeah Stuart Little mouse in the yeah. vending machine. Uh, we need to get verification on that, see if that is Video. indeed the case or not. All right, we're going to do the Bizarre File. No. Wait, we just did the Bizarre File. We talked about <laughs> When MR presents <laughs> Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. Okay. All right, brought to you this morning by Horizon at Horizon Services. Buy any full heating and cooling system this month, and you can get a free system upgrade up to a $2,000 value. Visit horizonservices.com. All right, this is disturbing. A 60-year-old man in Russia died on a live stream after consuming 1.5 liters of vodka. Authorities are... How? Well, they're conducting an autopsy to confirm that Yuri Dusheshkin's cause of death, uh, Dusheshkin, uh, whose nickname was Grandpa in streams, was found dead on Thursday. Viewers of the YouTube live stream reportedly donated money to encourage the man to drink more as part of a continuing trend among Russian streamers, they call it thrash streaming, <laughs> wherein they earn money for engaging in violent or dangerous acts, particularly acts inflicting harm on other people. Now, this has a really sick twist to it as well, because do you remember that idiot who did, like, bum fights? Yes. And yeah. stuff like that Is he back involved then? with this? Not him, but it's a similar type of thing. Uh, where this live stream was housed on another YouTuber's page who reportedly goes by the name of Jeka, and uh, he has over, like, 25,000 subscribers, and apparently uh, he offers money to homeless people in exchange for their engaging in activities like drinking vodka or hot sauce. Or so doing... this guy's dead because of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, thrash streaming, sometimes translated as trash streaming, has become increasingly popular in Russia, so they're trying to... Watch watch for it to make a jump here. To figure out how they can stop stuff yeah. like that, yeah. Uh, some people in South Florida had to get creative to watch the Super Bowl on Sunday when a neighborhood suddenly lost power, and it seems that it may have been intentional. Uh, according to a local man, Bubba James, he said about 30, 40 minutes before the Super Bowl started, it just went all the way out. Uh, James was one of several Fort Lauderdale residents who was forced to find another way to watch the big game after losing power. He said, I seen trucks and everything, <laughs> but nobody told me what happened. Uh, crews from Florida Power and Light worked well into the night after the outage knocked out power to several homes, but it's how that power outage took place. And how did it take place? That had some neighbors scratching their heads. Well, apparently a photo and some cell phone video were showing a man who they say randomly started operating an excavator that was parked on the street for another project. And at one point, they say the stranger knocked the machine into power lines before eventually hopping out and riding away on a bicycle. Um, so do they routinely leave the keys in power excavators? Don't think so, but this guy knew how to start it up and huh. to use it to knock power lines out. And he, he was riding by on his bike and rode off on his bike. Damnedest thing i ever seen. Damn, I, I ain't seen nothing like that, never. <laughs> Uh, video allegedly shows that same man leaving the scene soon after witnesses told police that they I've were, seen him leave the scene. They were called, but so far officers have yet to confirm the details as to what exactly happened. Huh. Here's another interesting out of, uh, interesting one out of Florida. A fire truck was stolen from a Florida fire station 
while the crew was responding to a call on Saturday. Fire truck. So they're putting out a fire and someone lifts their fire truck. Totally. Not the, cool. The Bayshore Fire Rescue Department returned from the call to find a brush truck was missing. Bro, not uh, cool. The department took to Facebook to try and help tracking the vehicle down, and several people posted sightings of the truck, which was eventually found about 80 miles away. <laughs> the fire chief posted a video on Facebook after the truck was found thanking people for their help. The truck wasn't damaged. No immediate information about who stole the truck, but they did. A woman was arrested on Monday night after allegedly causing a power outage at the Circa Hotel and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Alyssa Neely was charged with theft of a fire prevention device. Police were called to Circa's parking garage about a woman who had entered a secure fire control room. Uh, They were initially told that she locked herself in and a disconnected wires would shut off power to the parking lot, garage, hotel, and casino at Circus. So she shut down everything. It's like on Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, officers talked to security who said the woman was sitting in a chair inside the fire control room naked. Uh, security knew her. This is my vagina. As they had, tr- as they had uh, caught her trespassing earlier in the evening. Police said that she was staying at the property and was evicted after she was found walking around the hotel floors naked mm. and was going into employee-only rooms. Why don't you play my slot? Uh, security. Oh, God. Yikes. Yo. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> security <laughs> placed her in handcuffs and she was arrested by police. <laughs> oh. And then we'll go to uh, we'll go to one more story and wrap it up. A robbery suspect had been taken into custody in downtown Phoenix after a wild standoff with police officers. Uh, A witness said, we came home and there was a man on the roof. The suspect reportedly made his way onto the roof of an apartment complex and members of the SWAT team later moved in and tried to get him down. In a video taken at the scene, the man could be seen swinging on cable wires before climbing his way onto the roof of another building in an effort to evade police. Now, a man identified only as... A man identified only as Todd said he called the police after recognizing the suspect from a previous encounter. Todd said he gave me eye contact. He said, what's up? (laughs) And then he kept on walking. And I said, that's him. He stole my car at gunpoint yesterday. Todd had been ripped off by this guy the day before. And yet this guy has the balls to hang around after ripping Todd off? Yeah, totally. And say, what's up? Uh, you the, say sub to me? The suspect eventually slid down other wires before being shot with bean bags and detained. I'm going to tell you sub. In all, witnesses said that it, witnesses in the area say the incident lasted for at least an hour and they also applauded the officers. Following the incident, uh, the suspect was taken to the hospital for minor injuries and he is set to be booked into jail. It was kind of cool. The guy was doing a little bit of a tightrope walking. Oh, was he? Yeah, it seemed to be. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you now. All right. um, Let me see here. Let me mention a couple of things real quick. Which one of these you want me to hit? This one? Okay. So we do have this chance for you to win 500 bucks, and we are looking for your worst dating fail stories. And is the... Uh, The deadline is tomorrow at 11 a.m., so here's what you got to do. You need to just send us your story, and you might win $500. It's that simple, and it is from Tubi. So here's an example of uh, one that that, uh, you may want to do in the form of. So Sandy is from Sandy. Sandy! In Montgomery County, PA. She writes, a guy I dated told me he loved me very soon after we started seeing each other. Uh, The next day we had, I mentioned, oh, the next date we had, 
I mentioned it, and he had no memory of saying it. He was so drunk when he said it, blacked out. So it was quite awkward, she says. Uh, so we need to hear your story. And like I said, it's sponsored by Tubi, a free streaming service. Download the Tubi app, that's T-U-B-I, and start watching for free right now. So you got until tomorrow at 11 a.m. to get that in at WMMR.com. If you have the secret text word, we need you to call in. Kathy, I need a number caller. Ooh, 19. All right, call number 19, 215-263-WMMR. We got the movie Greenland for you if you get it right. And uh, we'll also grab a random texture, give that away. And we're not done because we still have uh, the Trash and Music News coming up, too. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the Rock Shop at WMMR.com. Snazzy. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It's 1024. We need to get a winner from our uh, secret text word. Yeah, Kathy looked for a number caller. It was 19. We have that caller on the line. His name or her name is Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Look at all those chickens. (laughs) (laughs) It's a he and he pointed out chickens. Chickens. Look at all those chickens. All right, Chris, I need a word from you. What is it? Is it pelican? Pelican. Kind of like a chicken. A sea chicken. Uh, hang on a second, Chris. We're going to set you up, sir, with a uh, Blu-ray combo pack of the Rotten Tomatoes, Certified Fresh, Pulse Founding, Disaster Thriller, Greenland, starring Gerard Butler, Marina Beccarin, and Scott Glenn. When a planet-killing comet races towards Earth, a family makes a perilous journey to their only hope for sanctuary. You can own it now on digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. This music is perfect for that race. It is. Absolutely. And we got another winner uh, via text, and it's a random person we've chosen. It's Kelly Baker from Narberth. Kelly! So congratulations to you. Kelly will set you up with the movie as well. Let's give something else away. We're going to do the lesson question. We're going to give away one of Steven Singer's famous, real 24-karat gold dip roses. And the question that I have for you this morning is... Where does the noticer live? <laughs> Let's see if you heard that. So, that's a that's a hard one. Yeah, it'll be hard. It was yeah. it was uh, in a dark in a dark alleyway across a field, and in a what? Let's see if you can be specific about it. All right, two one five. Do you remember God. that? Yeah. No. We might not get a winner. I don't know. We're we'll going to try. try this. All right. So the noticer earlier this morning. <laughs> In a dark alley, across a field, or in a what? 215-263-WMMR. We'll do the trash while we're waiting for your call. Here we go. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, what are we getting this morning, Steve? Well, proud mom, uh, Kim Kardashian, calling on her millions of social media followers to praise a painting by her seven-year-old daughter, North. Kim says that the picture is clearly a masterpiece, but admits she doesn't understand the title, Witness to a Loveless Marriage. Oh, wow. <laughs> My God. Boy Meets World stars Corey and Topanga, a.k.a. Daniel Fischel, Danielle and Ben Savage. They reunited for a shoot, uh, Valentine's, they shot a Valentine's Day commercial for Panera, believe it or not. Fischel says getting together with Ben was just like old times and that Fred Savage is still the more successful brother. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> And finally, 50-year-old Catherine Zeta-Jones revealing her plans for spending Valentine's Day with 77-year-old husband Michael Douglas. Zeta-Jones says the two share a little ritual. She gets into a revealing negligee and then helps Michael search for the remote. (laughs) (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trash. All right, we'll go to the phones and see if we can get an answer to this uh, question. Where does the noticer live? 
and I will go to DJ, who's the first one in. Hey, DJ, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. All right, so where does the noticer live? In a moderately priced apartment. Dude, you nailed it. Nailed it. Nice job, DJ. Hang on the line for you. We have a uh, Steven Singer famous real 24-karat gold-dipped rose. And Valentine's Day is this Sunday, so you want to order yours now, today, at IHateStevenSinger.com. Get on it. Uh, let's do music news. Here we go. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, we're going to leave with breaking news. Oh! Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, the nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, class of 2021 have just been released. So these are nominations. These are these are not the uh, these are the these potential are the, winners, the inductees. inductees. Yes, they're so, the potential inductees. Let's see what happens here, gang. I haven't looked at them on purpose because I wanted to experience this for myself. Yep, there at the top of the list, Mary J. Blige. <laughs> <laughs> Look, she's an amazing singer, but I, I, I wouldn't consider her rock and roll. No, but no, we, but we, now this. that we know that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is a joke in, in its uh, parameters, uh, I think she's legit for that. If Donna Summer's in there, Mary J. Blige can yep. be in there. All right, then you have yeah. uh, yeah. then you have uh, Kate Bush. Kate, I love Kate Bush. Yep, rock and I roll. I love Bush. Rock and roll? Yeah, I don't think she's so. She's old rock. Absolutely. Yeah. Running up that hill. I'm still not. Running up that yeah, I, I, I know the music. I just I would never put it in the category. But uh, you know, listen, it's there. It's, it's their uh, it's their show. Now this band, I'm voting for Devo. Yes, yeah, I love Devo. Yeah. So I would like to see them inducted yes. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, then you have Foo Fighters. Yes, come on, got to be their yes. first year of eligibility, right? Yeah. In yeah. fact, uh, David said it's their 25th anniversary, so. We'll see if they make it in on the first go. They certainly certainly deserve it, uh, but we'll see. Uh, then you have the Go-Go's. They got to get in. Well, mm, yeah. They yeah. got to get in. They're le- a legit. They also have the power of a really good documentary that features footage obtained through the help of WMMR. Yep. With the station that gets credit at the end. And uh, they, they've, while they were more on the poppy side, they did have some punk roots. And therefore, they got the beat in that rock vein. And they have the beat. Uh, here you go, Iron Maiden. It's a no-brainer. Yeah. Iron, Maiden, Iron Maiden needs to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, all right, then you have some other questionable ones. Jay-Z. No. You know? no. uh, Shaka Khan. Uh, Carol King. Well. It was her birthday yesterday, but I would consider her more of a pop. pop. Uh, then you have, I'm not familiar with, Fila Kuti. F-E-L-A. I mean, that's what you do when you're in high school. You feel a cootie. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's usually your first experience, maybe over the genes. K-U-T-I. Nigerian multi-instrumentalist. It says here, I will have to see some of Fila Kuti's. Oh, wait. Okay. um, Credits. What? I am familiar. Uh, I, I don't know how, why I'm familiar, but I remember somebody pointing out um, this this person's work. This guy Has he work. worked with uh, other artists that we would know? I, for some reason, I think he's worked with The Roots. I'm not sure. Who the hell is this? Um, so, see if you can pull up some info. Unfortunately, where I normally look for the info that Nick pulls up for me is the same place that I'm looking at the inductees. So, uh, LL Cool J. <laughs> Who at least has a little bit of I don't know he's, ah hell ah hell uh, the New York Dolls yeah talk about punk rock yes. yeah go. 
Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Todd Rundgren. Yeah. 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 Yes. Philly Boy. Tina Turner. Yeah. I think no. so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, she, Tina had yeah. a rock edge to her. I mean, proud she didn't Mary? need another hero. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't. Proud Mario. Proud Marrow. Proud Mario. It's all proud about. Uh, it's all about, it's about bone marrow. bones. Yeah, and how you should never be ashamed of having bones. Bone marrow transplant. This we're gonna play a little cool now. First we're gonna, gonna talk about blood, bone marrow transplants. And first we start real slow. Yeah, easy. easy. Then you're gonna get hard. Then we get the bone marrow out of the bone. And then Dion Warwick, mm. pop. Dion, Dion Warwick is is pop. Uh, there, if you listen, even like soft, uh, you know. And I love Dion Warwick. He's I love Burt Bacharach. One of the all time great vocalists. But what do you get when you uh, on the same bill as Rage Against the Machine? Yeah, Come on, tonight, one night only at the Beverage and Civic Arena, Dion Warwick and Rage Against the Machine. Do you know the, the way, way to San Jose? LA is a great big we put a hundred down and buy a car. Mm, yeah. okay. Hey, did Pearl Jam got in last year or two years ago? Well, it was two or three at this okay. point, yeah, because uh, Letterman inducted them and um, it was, you know, big audience, like normal. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, there they are. Uh, you know what? Um, Dave induct- Matthews Band was nominated last year, but not this year. Yeah. I'm um, Interesting. I'm going to start raising a stink about Fish not even being nominated. Yeah, they um, deserve a nomination. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think eventually everybody's going to get in. They're going to slowly start to run out of uh, viable candidates. But, well, um, I, I, th- I think that would be the case, right? All of these people, and this is not a a, a we're not a a, a, a we're commentary not, on Dion Warwick. Nope, or, not their musicianship. I love, at all. I love them. Not not at all. It is not a knock on their musicianship. You, can, you at cannot all. Just, say rock and roll. It's just categorizing it. I I find it a little bit odd. So Nick, do me a favor though. Look up uh, uh, Fila Kuti. Yeah, uh, I, if, you, if you would, I'd like to know if there was any work that we would be familiar with at all. I've been scanning and I haven't seen anything. I, I think some people are confusing him with uh, Yusu Endor. People have texted that yeah, in. Yeah, he was with Peter Gabriel. Right. Um, right. He, he's mostly known for Afrobeat music. And, uh, he, yeah, he's a musician from Africa and, and okay. very prominent in Nigeria, um, but uh, a bit obscure for, for us, for, for sure. Rock and roll. Yeah. Kate Bush was okay. previously nominated in 2018 and 2021. Was she? No kidding. Yeah. And she worked with uh, Peter Gabriel, too. Yeah. You know what? She also... Um, don't Give Up. Don't that Give Up. Song. Yeah. yeah. Great song. Yeah. All right. Well, we got some other things to talk about. Lincoln Park's Mike Shinoda has officially sold his first piece of crypto art. Uh, the digital it's a piece... picture of Superman's dog. Nope. Called 100th Stream. Received a high bid equaling $30,000 or 20 WETH. I guess it's a cryptocurrency. That is an amazing thing I don't understand. Uh, Shinoda intends to donate to charity. Did you see that uh, Tesla has purchased, um, like, basically the equivalent of $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin? Yes. So you can now purchase... Right. You can now purchase a Tesla car with and Bitcoin. The Security Exchange Commission is having a little chat with Mr. Musk because apparently he's starting to do some things about that that are considered uh, not good cricket, I yeah. what I understand. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so Shinoda explained that he donated the money to the Michael K. Shinoda Endowed Scholarship at Art Center College of Design to benefit students based on artistic merit and financial need. Is crypto art something that's animated? Is that what that is? I don't know. I'm, okay. We're looking at an animated. It's like, a, it's like yeah. a sub dog. 
Here you go. The the crypto art world is where creators trade one of a kind works for the special type of cryptographic token while retaining the art's copyright. Mm-hmm. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, late Metallica bassist Cliff Burton will be saluted today with Cliff Burton Day, on which would have been his 59th birthday. The celebration can be accessed at twitch.tv slash Gomez Grip. Uh, Why his 59th birthday? By Nicholas Gomez. I'm not sure. Maybe they do it every year. Okay. Uh, with guests including a bunch of people I'm not familiar with. Fred Cotton, James McDaniel, John Marshall, Harold Oyman. Pootie Fatuti. Uh, Pootie Fatuti, Metal Maria. <laughs> Who the hell is this? Corinne Lynn uh, and Sean Killian. Fecklemore. <laughs> That's Macklemore, right? No, no, Fecklemore. Fecklemore. Much better. He deals in Bitcoin. <laughs> Cliff Burton joined Metallica in 1982, performed on the band's first three studio albums. He died at the age of 24 in a tour bus crash mm. in 1986 oh. while on tour in Sweden. Uh, like most parents of kids who are being homeschooled during the current pandemic... Dave Grohl is muddling through, and after realize, reading this, I've realized that Dave Grohl is me, okay? Yeah. He says that he is of no help in the academics department, <laughs> saying, and listen to this, he said, I've read my report cards to my kids before, so they're not necessarily going to come to me for anything <laughs> academic. They just don't. I could be a cheerleader, I could make you a great breakfast, and I could make you smile before you start your day, but you don't necessarily want me in your history lessons. You don't necessarily want me helping you with your trigonometry. One of the things that Dave, this is why he's also me. One of the things that Dave can do is suggest some great music for kids to listen to. His three picks, the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, ACDC's Back in Black, because he said that's Rock and Roll Drumming 101, and the Saturday Night Fever soundtrack (laughs) saying, I do like to dance. I mean, come on. Those are all things that I myself have recommended to my children. So well, there you the, go. and those are all excellent choices. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so lest you were, you know, uh, ever impugn our adoration for Saturday Night Fever and the Bee Gees. Yep. Uh, you see, Dave Grohl, pretty cool. He's got long hair. Yeah. Uh, he he backs us up on that. Yep. Press. I walked in uh, my daughter's room the other night, and she was working on her math, and she was, like, uh, stuck on this one problem. It yeah. was, like, a one problem in six parts, and she started asking me a question, and I turned into that Homer meme where I just slowly backed into the shed behind me, <laughs> yeah. the, the, the shrub sure. behind me. Yeah. Did her eyes turn white? Why don't you leave me alone, father? I was and Like she, children of the damn. She's in sixth grade. Yeah. And I st- that math is... Yep. Well, it's gone. It's over. I, I have no leg to stand on when I give my kids a hard time about not keeping up with their schoolwork. Uh, none. But, Zero. By the way, to but this Homer. Best interest. But, to the Homer meme where he walks backwards through the hedges, do you know what he has just seen? No. no. He no, has no. seen Apu having an extramarital affair. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. And he is getting out of there. And, well, yes. Right. <laughs> One last thing Ozzy Osbourne has not gotten the COVID 19 vaccine yet, but he is planning on it. I uh, said on an episode of Ozzy Speaks, uh, I want to get the shot, but I look at it this way. If I don't get it, if I don't have the shot right, I know there's side effects and bull S and all these different conspiracies about the effing vaccine. I look at it like this. If I don't get the shot and I get the virus, there's a good chance I ain't going to be here. He's got a lot of what they call comorbidities. Yeah. Hmm. Did you guys see the video of uh, Evil Jared uh, getting a shot live on uh, on camera? It was a YouTube or no, no. not a YouTube Evil video. Evil Jared from Bloodhound Gang? From Bloodhound Gang, yeah. No. Uh, because he was just talking about how, um, you know, a lot of times these, you know, uh, 
vaccines have to go through years and years and years of studying and testing and all this sort of stuff. But he wanted to prove to everybody that, um, you know, uh, that this is going to be a viable solution to the um, virus right now. And so he got the vaccine live on the uh, on camera. And I thought it was a magic thinking box. I thought it was legit all the way up until right after he got the shot. Oh, my God. What Uh, happens? Pull the video up into the uh, into the screen here. It can't be explained. Uh, well, I would rather you guys explain it because I mean it was like legit. I was like, oh, this. Th- I think this guy. All right. At first, I was like, he's going to be he's anti-vaxer here, and then I'm like, no, he's getting the vaccine. And then I thought it was like completely 100 percent legit, and then it became a bloodhound gang thing. Hold off on playing that video because I don't want to stall for that. Um, but I will play some audio for you while we're waiting for that. It's Elton John's humorous <laughs> vaccine PSA. You, you got this? Yeah. No. I've not. It's, it's funny. It's very good, yeah. All right, here we go. Elton John, audition, take one. My name is Elton John. Cut there. Little less showbiz, Elton. My name is Elton John. Bit more showbiz. My name is Elton John. <laughs> the more people in society that get vaccinated the more chance there is of eradicating the national COVID pandemic. So this is the bit where you're going to have the vaccine now, Elton. So just kind of pretend that you're having the vaccine from a nurse. And as you can see, I'm still standing. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Thanks, Elton. We'll let you know. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't even sound like him. I know. His voice is lowered a little bit. as he's. uh, Is that where the audio cuts off? Uh, yeah, there's, oh, there's, there's more. Yeah, so Elton says, um, you know, you're never going to get anybody bigger than me to to film this spot, and then they cut to Michael Caine sitting in where Elton just was <laughs> getting the vaccine <laughs> and and, and giving the pitch. So the the commercial goes on. It's very funny. We 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 didn't have the money shot. Okay, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Too bad. By the All way, right. I cannot. I can't watch the the videos. People or get shots. I was thinking about you. Even the pictures, I'm like, oh, I can't. I I just have to go right by it. I was wow. thinking even about just you the, the needle day, to yeah. their arm. I'm like. Yeah. It's super quick. It's a really quick, kind of like getting the flu shot thing. But I was thinking of Kathy when I saw a video of it. I'm like, she's going to die. When <laughs> I, she's I, then we get somebody really old like Ian McKellen. Yeah. Really, <laughs> that was quite, look at my flabby flesh on my arm. Right, right. Uh, Give right. me my shot, Preston. So do we have this uh, video that Casey wants us to see? Uh, are you, no. Do you have it? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right, roll okay. it. And I guess I'll describe this. Um, so he's sitting... And he's talking, and we can't hear what he's saying, and he's uh, speaking directly to the the camera, and he's right. talking to somebody off camera who apparently is going to give him the shot, and in he's got his shrubs. hands up in the air, and now he's walking over, and now he's going to uh, spraying the, uh, uh, the, uh, the alcohol. alcohol, he's rubbing it down, yeah. and... He's really buff, by the way. In a moment here, we're going to get the shot, and... And by right. the way, the guy administering the shot, he's not wearing gloves. Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, you're supposed to be doing that, right? right. It's, well, okay. I just it's not to make real, sure. you said, right? So uh, so he gives him the shot. Now he's rubbing oh, his arm and he starts vomiting uh, uncontrollably. Oh, like this nonstop stream of puke is coming out of his mouth. How do they film so, that? Well, it's, a loop. It. it's a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah, it's a loop. And, oh, my God. And his, his eyes, eyes are gigantic. So... His face is drooping to the side a little bit, so they're, they're playing. His that's eyes, really funny. His eyes have gotten huge, so oh, that's funny. Nice. And Hold on. His, his, his lower part of his face looks like Stallone now. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's what we have that's in Music funny. News. We're going to take a break. We'll get back. We'll wrap up the show. Letter of the Day for the Word of the Week prize. That's coming up.
and Steve Show podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. On a Wednesday morning with the Preston and Steve Show. Very enjoyable program today. Indeed, we had fun going back on uh, Fox Good Day, so... Nice to see Mike and Alex, and yeah. we had a wonderful guest on, Dr. Avi Loeb, uh, who is has all these great credentials, uh, Harvard's top astronomer, and so on and so on, and uh, has some compelling evidence saying that uh, we've actually been uh, visited by aliens. Nobody's landed, but did a little bit of a flyby. There was a uh, an attempt at contact. Is yeah. what he's suggesting. So, uh, intriguing stuff. Look him up if you haven't uh, heard about him, Dr. Avi Loeb. Uh, so, it's a very cool guest. Could talk to him forever. Yeah, and the credentials, as you said, are amazing. He's an honorary member of the Running Away Club, Preston. You know, yeah. not many people. How many people have been in the Running Away Club? Uh, honorary included? Yeah. Five. Wow. Five. Wow. Yeah. What an exclusive club. Uh, let me see here. We need to do the letter of the day, and normally we turn to Pierre Robert for that, but no... Sarah Parker's feeling it. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the Bop Bop Toot Bop Toot Bop 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 Oh, my God. Yeah. You nailed it. I'm out. I have nothing else to say today. You nailed it. That was good. Fewer people that are in the Running Away Club know how to do that. So that you and me, Pierre doesn't even know how to do it. Uh, Pancake and I had to practice it a few years ago when we all did a little compilation video congratulating Pierre on like an award he got or something. Oh, yeah. So yeah, Pancake yeah. and I practiced for like an hour in the green room. We're going over it over and over, and we finally nailed it on tape. And then at the end, Jackson just steps into frame and goes, "Yeah, what they said." Right. And I'm like, "How you got out of doing it? What?" No effort. Not fair. None at all. Uh, so Pierre's out today. You're filling in. Let's do the letter of the day first. Let's do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter... D, as in a Tesla. All right, and we have uh, $500 from Tubi that we're going to be giving away. A free streaming service of more than 30,000 movies and television shows with a Valentine's Day coming up this weekend. Uh, we have another $500 to give away as well for nice. the worst dating fail story. So you click contest at WMMR.com and submit yours. Tubi, by the way, is truly free. That means no subscriptions, no hidden fees. Nothing. You can download the Tubi app, that is T-U-B-I, and start watching for free right now. So we will give away the 500 bucks on Friday for the word of the week, and then we're going to do the worst dating fail another point in the week. Um, what's up on the show today, Sarah? Workforce Blocks of Metallica, by request, will do a whole Cliff Burton block, so that's going to be fun. You too, uh, just because they're my favorite band, and also a block of Evanescence, and we'll see what else we can get into today. Definitely want to cover at some point the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominations, which I heard you guys talking about. Mm-hmm. I am really happy about Jay-Z and the Foo Fighters. Not so happy that Judas Priest did not make the ballot this year, right. and they were on the ballot a few years in a row. I would love to see them get into the Rock Hall. Motorhead needs to be in the Rock Hall. And Soundgarden wasn't nominated. They were nominated I, yeah, last those, year. Those are glaring Didn't make mistakes. It. But yeah. I know it's a whole political thing how the nominations come into play. But uh, I'm also a Rock Hall nerd. I went to the ceremony in 2019, and it was so much fun. Brent Porsche and I were going to go last year, and we all know what happened with that. Right, so, <laughs> right. well, you know uh, what? I'm interested to see how this plays out. There are plans to actually, they're going to do a, a, a hall, like a, a hall museum that will celebrate rock and roll music. And uh, that's planned for Doesn't the next thing. Doesn't that exist? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wasn't when, that supposed to exist yeah, in Philadelphia? Remember that? Yeah. When, when you went, how did you get 
tickets to go to there? Did you just purchase them, or was it through the industry? I got press credentials, so I was in the press room the whole time. So we had these big screens where we could see the ceremony and the performances. We weren't in the actual room, though. We okay. were in the bottom of the Barclays Center, and that was where all of the artists came in and uh, took questions, press conference style, and had pictures taken. That's Some cool. of them didn't take um Questions, they just came in for the pictures. But it was right. still a really neat experience. I, I tried one time to go, and that was when the police were inducted. And, uh, you know, and I talked to our boss, Jim, and he kind of laughed at me. <laughs> and, and it, but it was a yeah. different way they did it back then. It's not the same as it is now. So I, I was like, okay. And, and I, I never even tried when Rush was being inducted. because I, I know, I you just gave up, at. yeah. When yeah. I was told the police thing was out of the question. It wasn't open to the public until 2009, I think. Right, right. But when I went, it was really fun because you can tell where all the fans are. They're up in the top. Yeah. And Def Leppard was inducted in 2019, and the fans showed out for Def Leppard. And they're all on the top screaming and yeah. hollering while they're getting inducted. Meanwhile, the people on the floor are in their fancy suits eating dinner. And right. Yeah, I hear it's, it's a completely different vibe that it's all industry people, and there's there's a, and no one is that impressed with uh, everything. You know, Maybe some are, but... Uh, yeah, now the it, party's up in the top. There man. you go. Yeah, that's cool. Speaking of rock, uh, it's Sarah that uh, got us the interview with uh, Friday. It's going to take place. Uh, Taylor Momsen. Yeah, is how about that? Go, which is She's really awesome. cool from Pretty Reckless. So thank you for that, Sarah. Yeah, can't wait for that new album. I want to thank our sponsors. President Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. And Salus University, the future of health science. Visit salus.edu. Tomorrow is Thursday. We will have comedian Matthew Broussard on the show, and I'm sure we'll find a few other things for you to tune in and check out. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow right here. The Preston and Steve Small Business Love You, Help You line. Hi there, Preston and Steve folks. Love your pets. Want the best possible care for them? Are you looking for fun, safe, and loving daycare for your dog? Maybe you want to board your pet for a few days. We have it all. Bridgeport Veterinary Hospital is located in a former bank building close to King of Prussia, and we believe that your pet deserves nothing but the best. Check us out at bridgeportveterinary.com. Next message. Hello, everyone. This is Jeremy from Farnan Jewelers. Happy Valentine's Day. Our 105-year-old family business features unique Fine quality jewelry for all budgets. We are known for our diamond custom designs and relaxed, friendly personality. This month, stop in the Farnan Jewelers for a free gift when you mention this MMR ad. And to help you celebrate Valentine's Day, receive a free heart bracelet with a purchase of $100 or more while supplies last. Visit our website at farnanjewelers.com and join us on Facebook and Instagram. Stay warm and healthy, and we'll see you soon. The Love You, Help You line. Shop local because small business needs our help. Find out more at PrestonAndSteve.com. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Sponsored by DellAutoGroup.com, where Jack really does sell them for less.